Blog Talk Radio. Hi everyone, this is William Hung from American Idol, and you're listening to the WrestleCast Radio. And here's a special song for you. She bangs, she bangs, oh baby, but she moves, she moves. I go crazy cause she loves like a flower, but she sing like a bee. And every girl in history, you bang. This is WrestleCast Radio. Radio coming at you, episode 201. This is the second or third attempt on these damn awards that hopefully Blog Talk doesn't ruin our mojo, baby. As <laughs> we try to rock and roll and have some fun. Once again, I want to thank everybody last week who came out late night, uh, listened to the Ho Ho Loon show. A lot of a lot of great feedback. It was a lot of fun talking to him. Had a really good time. But the awards is always something that we always we always have fun with it. We're always passionate about doing it. And sometimes that can cause these to happen later. Um, you know, as you remember our half year awards last year didn't come out until like September. <laughs> Cause we just, you know, we kept changing and then watching more and figuring things out. And, you know, I had an issue where there was a match that I didn't watch uh, during the year that I should have. And, you know, we were going to do our year end show. And I suddenly was like, oh, I got put on the match, and I had to watch it, and I had to bump something off because it made my top ten. And, you know, it just kind of was, was why it's a little bit harder to do the year, the full year-end awards, I should say. Not everything, but the full year-end awards until you kind of get, you know, a few weeks into the, the new year because you're going to see all the trickle-downs. You know, I, I was I was uh, part of the Voices of Wrestling um, match of the year vote, top 10 match of the year. They had, uh, um, how many people was it? This year we had 182 uh, media members on it, which was awesome. And after kind of seeing some of the matches that were talked about on there, you know, it, it changed the game up where I'm like, well, now I got to watch this because I haven't seen this match. Or, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of uh, Striga and Dylan Fox over at the Eastern Lariat. Striga, who runs Cage Match. Um, they do a really good job on their Eastern Lariat. And I checked out their awards and Lo and behold, I'm like, ooh, I haven't seen this match, that better check it out. And, you know, you just keep, especially myself, because you guys know how, how my hobby is just getting, is just absorbing as much of this as I can. I just kept finding more and more and more and more, <laughs> you know, and I'm excited, to, excited this year. I'm keeping my, my year-end lists like live, basically my awards are going to be a, I'm just going to keep going throughout the year. And every time I see something that blows my mind that I'm like, Oh my God, that was anything over four stars, but essentially I'm putting into a spreadsheet as I watch it. So then come end of the year, I don't have to do any digging. I have everything already organized. I'm already ranking matches as I go. I, I have a, I have a reference guide if I need to go back and watch something. So I feel like it's just going to make it a lot easier. And um, 
you know, qu- quick spoiler alert, I guess is what I'll say here. And, and when I say quick spoiler alert, it's something that, you know, 11 months from now, we'll be talking about it again. So it, it's not like it's something that's going to ruin, ruin anything. But as most of you know, or I would assume know, uh, Go Shiyazaki, Katsuhiko Nakajima from New Year's Day right now instantly was my match of the year. Five hours into 2022, I said, well, uh, Nakajima and Go just did exactly, this was the, this felt so much like Masawa or, or um, Masawa Sasaki type, Masawa Kobashi-esque, you know, but I'm just thinking obviously with, with Sasaki being, having a hand in training Nakajima and then Shiyazaki with, with the, the, the um, Masawa background was kind of like, all right, you know, it, it felt good, but I mean, it's just, it was, I mean, it was as close to why Noah was one of my favorite promotions growing up as you could have because of everything that that match gave us. And now uh, all I'm hearing the talk is people, and I'm sure if you've seen it, you, you can, you can vouch for it and, 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 you know, put, put a, put nice words to it, but all I'm hearing about is this Michael Oku-Will Osprey match that took place at Rev Pro's High Stakes on the 29th of last month. I have it queued up in my um, in my web browser, so uh, after we get off of the air here, I'm going to get down and watch that. I gotta, I gotta watch that, and then I gotta check out the new, uh, the Dragon Gate show from the 4th, so that way we can talk about Zebrats next time we're we're around because wow am I confused by uh by the Zebrats <laughs> they're called uh, the new formation of the the Gen Z I guess if you will uh which I like I mean Kai is like thirty four I guess and then but BB Hulk's older in age I, you know Hyo Watanabe makes sense SB Kento. I'm sure hip hop Kiku does in the group too. Um, Diamante. So I mean, for the most part, it makes some sense. But I don't know. I, I gotta, I gotta dig in and watch it and see the translation that J Church will give us, so I can kind of understand what the hell is going on with the zebra. Eita <laughs> um, and Kaito Ishida, which obviously played as an old intro, um, weren't on the show, but they say that Red is not dead. They are still Red. So. Interesting here as we start kind of moving into uh, later on this, year, this month when, we, when they have uh, one of their first bigger shows. I believe it's Memorial Gates, the one in, in February. Um, but as I said, you know, it, it's award season. We're, we're ready, to, ready to go with this. I'm just waiting on Alex to get in here. Um, but I can pull my awards up. Guys, what do you guys think of Shane McMahon getting fired? <laughs> is, is it like, is it humorous? Like, I'm, are we all laughing about this, too? Like, how how this man went on such, like, an ego trip that Vince had to just go, damn it, Shane, go home. We're going to let you go. Like, we're not even future endeavoring you. Go home. <laughs> and that is wild to think of. I know also, you know, all the speculation tomorrow, Tony Khan continues to talk about the forbidden door is going to be broken open in a way that it never has and you know yada 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 all sorts of all sorts of hokey shit he's talking about with that debut and and I really hope it's not not by any means that guy. I I'm really hoping it's Keith Lee tomorrow night, but I don't know. I I, I was talking to my buddy Doof and I was like, I just hope it's not the TikTok guy. Like, oh my God, 
if you spoke Karrion Cross into existence and he shows up in AEW, I'm going to come beat your ass. And I was like, you know what? I deserve that. I deserve that, Alex, if that really happens. Uh, Jay White will be the guy, sir. So I'm gonna but he can't sign a contract. He can't sign a contract. It's fine. He could technically in theory because contracts don't mean shit. No, I'm just <laughs> That was my initial thought until, like, they emphasize this man is literally signing a contract. Yeah. I was like, well, Jay White would have been cool. I don't know. Maybe it will be Swerve, Shane Strickland. He's tight as hell. I want Who? Oh, Shane Strickland. That would be nice. I mean, that yeah. would be – that could be a game changer. Utilize it. I mean, I know you showed me some stuff. What was his name? Quick shot, dead shot, and uh, uh, kill shot. Mexican lucha underground crazy shit or whatever. Dario Cueto. Trying to bring it to FLW, but that slowly killed their deal with uh, with Vice because of that. So there you go. No, oh. kidding, kidding. Um, <laughs> no, I mean Strickland would be some interesting stuff. I mean, I would be a little bit. Keith Lee, if I was him, I would just run the Indies until, you know, maybe next year. Enjoy, you know, marriage life. You know, congrats to him and Mia Yim. Shout out to Shelton Benjamin for keeping that friendship and also checking out his action figures at our Toys R Us that Ryan and I used to uh, manage back in the early aughts or late aughts there. But, um, uh, I mean, yeah, I I think Keith Lee is the obvious, but I think that's someone – not necessarily debut at a pay-per-view, but I think he run an angle with that. I think Shane Strickland's the one where you're like, ooh, but I don't know, man. Do you make I, him a higher priority than a Jay Lethal? You remember, because he came out at a pay-per-view. Yeah. I think we your, one ad, your one advantage with um, with Keith Lee is that will give you an opportunity to, if you wanted me a Yim, too, for your women's division. Is she an upgrade? Um, I mean, I don't think she's that bad. I think she has her moments where she's in the right. Like, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something that's probably gonna make people mad, but it's any worse than Ruby Riot. <laughs> and I and I say that as, as Ruby Riot. Ruby Riot to me is is a better attitude Charlotte, where she. She usually can. She usually works to about the standard of her opponent. She doesn't make anyone look better, but she doesn't hurt you. Like her and Alley Catch was not good because she can't. She didn't elevate Alley Catch at all. No, you know, and and, and nothing against Alley Catch. Catch but she's not the star of the match more <laughs> so than Ruby Riot was. Yeah, you know, and she's not necessarily a world beater either. So it's like. You know, and I don't. I like Ruby Riot. Like I don't, or Ruby Soho. Like I don't mean that in a bad way because she works hard. I give her that. But it's just you know, mm-hmm. some people just don't elevate talent. You know. They're, yeah. You, you oh know, yeah. No. I think any any way to add some more. I listened to that Jade Cargill Jericho podcast, and let me tell you what this this Wait, this, this woman thing? gets it. Yeah, she gets it. Like for being a out. year yeah. or two in. Oh my God! Like I'm listening to her the way she talks, and I'm like, I love her. She's my, she might be my favorite wrestler in AEW now. Nice, like, nice. Like she, like Jericho's laughing because she's talking about how like she did, she went and had a tryout with WWE, and they, they like, they were like, oh, we need you to relocate, and you're gonna be able to do that with a daughter, and yada yada. And he's, and she's like, look, you know, yeah, I'll, I can do whatever. You know, we can get a private. We get 24-7 nanny, we'll be fine. And they're like, well, we just question that you, you know, do you really want this? <clears throat> you know, do you really what? have the invest? Like, because 
so she's she's well off. She's loaded. She doesn't need to work. You know, she's a, she's really? a fitness from a fitness all her instructor. or or what? Well, I mean, she's she's got the modeling. She's she's like a a like she's a like child psychology teacher or something like that. She's got um another background that she has too. But her husband's Brandon Phillips, who played in the MLB, who's going to be like a Hall of Famer. Wait, Brandon, really? Yeah. So like, wow, I didn't know the lineage was uh, was there. That's really cool. Yeah, so it's one of those things like she doesn't, she's not doing it for the money. She's doing it because she wants to do it. Like she yeah. loves wrestling. And they're like, they I question mean, once her. Once she like, gets it in the ring, man, there's not going to be anyone bigger than her, right? Oh yeah, because she, I mean, she gets every aspect of it. Like and listening to the way yeah. she talks, because then she's like, well, then I went to a, a, a wrestling school and was training and getting bumped around by these, you know, these forty, fifty year old guys who are there, you know, just doing training. She's like, all I was doing was training spots, and she's like, you know, I'm over here working on my bump card, and I wasn't even trying to. And Jericho's laughing. He's like, that's the most veteran thing you've said all day, bump card. She's like, I was taking too many. Bumps. You know, and she's, she's talking about like how it was her like her fault. The match ending looked a little weird with with Ruby Soho when she won the title because she's like as a heel, I called the match, and when she went to give her the you know the glam slam that she does, but she was did it off the middle rope. She she called for the third rope. She goes, let's go all the way up, and Ruby goes, no, we're not doing this move from the top rope. If if somebody slips, we're dead. So that's why there was that, like, stutter, and then they did the move, she said. She goes, that's all on me because I'm over here calling top rope for this move. And, then you know, she's thinking logically, like, that's stupid. So then we just went normally. <laughs> you know, but she's like, I love this. You know, that's what I'm, that's why I'm doing it. And, and just yeah. give it a listen. It's like 50 minutes, I think. But it's, Oh, yeah. No, I, I didn't know she was on. I mean, I haven't listened to the Jericho pod in a while. Um, but no, I'm, I'm all, I'm a Jay Cargill fan as we will get to later on in our best of, and, you know, kind of stars to watch or Bray, whatever the hell we're calling that award now, future star. Uh, she had it from the, from the infamous like promo and back and forth or Brandy Rose, where it was like, all of a sudden I felt like I was on the South side of Chicago or right up off on Cicero and Wolfram, uh, all over again. And uh, I was like, okay, I can get this. And she overshowed Brandy Rhodes, which I guess isn't that hard to do nowadays. Um, but I remember I was like, wow, she's got the look. She's got, you know, that mouthpiece, which is herself, but that mm-hmm. attitude, that charisma. And I'm like, okay, give it, you know, a couple of years, not months. Give it a couple of years. And, yeah, like I said, her and and, uh, and Britt Baker – that that's a program a year in the making. I mean, what's great about AEW is they're not going to rush that right away. They're two champions, you know, right now. So I think that the best thing is to blend them and keep them, you know, running along um, through their, you know, respective competition, uh, which isn't too much at the moment. But um, <laughs> no, I, I think that's your big money match. You know, come twenty twenty three, you know, at a at a double or nothing or an all out or something like that down the road. Well, and that's another thing too is with this women division. That's why that's why I kind of mentioned the Mia Yim thing is like another person for that division, but like you know, I, I did you watch Dynamite last week? Oh yeah. So call me crazy, but is Paige Van Zant not what WWE wishes Ronda Rousey was? Like holy <laughs> shit, does she get it? She's got fire, and she and they even shit talk wrestling just like Rousey did, and no one cared because they know. I mean, Rousey can obviously pack it up, 
But you could tell that Van Zandt just doesn't give a shit what people say. <laughs> you yeah, know, she around is. the opposite. But, yeah, she gets it. Oh, man. Like, I'm watching her out. Like, she just exudes, like, star. I'm like, I'm watch. I'm just, I was infatuated with it. I'm watching. And, you know, I mean, it, she she looks great. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I mean, she's, mm-hmm. she's ex- extremely attractive, too. And she understands how to be an athlete. She understands how to market herself. Hey, OnlyFans, bro. Check her out on OnlyFans. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there going, man, I tell you what, they, they – somebody said Tony Khan should have walked up to her after that segment and just had the, had the book and go, what number do you want on this? Because, <laughs> like, oh, my gosh, she just – like, so that's I, – I just think anything that they can keep doing to add to that division is, is a positive. Because they're it's oh, working. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you think it's fair, you know, kind of the quote-unquote criticism that their women's division has been receiving? I know there's been more um, positive proponents on them, you know, over the last week or so. Um, but, I mean, let's be real. You got, what, four or five workers that can kind of tell a story? Mm. Well, even, what, even 12, they're doing 15? things right, though. Like, look at last week. Um, Nyla Rose beat Ruby and just beat her clean. Like, there was no, you know, she 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 countered the same way that Ruby beat her in the tournament by, by stopping mm-hmm. that kick. And then she beat her. Yep. Like, boom, hit, hit that splash and then hit that back or the big power bomb and won. Like, they're, they just, they book smart. They do things right. Yeah. And, and it, it makes the, it makes their talent and you know, like their women's division looked better. You look at you look at what we saw with the WWE. That Becky Lynch do drop match was horrific. I it forgot not, that that happened at the Rumble. To be honest, like it was you. not good. It was not good at all. We spent <laughs> like the whole time was just us clowning on how stiff Dewdrop gave her a senton. Like that was the whole conversation yeah. for that that whole thing because nobody gave a shit about that match. No. You know, they don't make anyone better. They don't enhance talent. It's just, ah, it's just, it's, it sucks. And, you know, I think any way you can, you can make it better, you, you do it. And I think, I, I think Mia Yim is a nice little, like, they, uh, they brought in Mercedes Martinez. I'm excited. I want to go back and watch from, uh, from Rampage, Mercedes Martinez or Thunder Rosa. I want to watch that. Yeah, that would be really nice, actually. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Oh my gosh! Oh, yeah, what is going on? I just heard some uh, some weird ass noise. Sound like some rat attack. Someone's banging on my window. It sounded like that was fucking. Whoa, weird. really? Motherfuckers! Motherfuckers! Out, Better step off. Um, <laughs> Kyle, <laughs> he couldn't reach. God, I remember yeah, watching Kyle try to get in the ring uh, when he was doing commentary or announcing, and mm-hmm. they had to like get him a stool and shit. Sorry, now I'm like hearing all these things. Whatever. Um. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm I'm dragging it down here because now I'm all like, what's going on outside? Let's bring this up. Let's get to it. This is our award show. We've been talking about doing this. I, I was talking about how this time we didn't take nine months. We got it in a month. Yeah. I mentioned too, yeah. part of it is, look, when you hear about all these good things, like 
there was a tag match that I heard about uh, that I didn't watch. Uh, well, I can't finish my ballot until I watched this supposedly fantastic tag match, which was amazing. You know, and it just kept yeah. being things like that that kept piling on. And, you know, as, as you know, I, as I'm the guy watching Kalega and, and uh, Kyushu Pro, or no, what was the other one I watched? The other, uh, Pro Wrestling Wave when you were gone. Hey, what are you watching? I'm oh, watching yeah, Wave. Like, well, you oh, put a okay. Wave match on your list? <laughs> or like um like Garuk and Mask, he runs um Okinawa Pro. That they got some fun stuff on there. Okay. So um but let's uh let's let's start with the negative and end with positives as we always do. Um do, now I don't remember, did you ever end up finishing your worst or am I just running through these? Oh, you're just running through I mean you're you uh, pretty much said it all. I mean from our, our lost episodes from uh, a few weeks back. So technically, <laughs> in theory, we would have had it, but, you know, hey, shit happens. And then when we were going to do the Twitch uh, gimmick, ladies and germs, and I apologize, apparently my computer has a motherboard issue. Um, so I'm on my, uh, I, I'm live via, you know, satellite. satellite. I, 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 um, <laughs> but satellite phones. Um uh, I kind of, you know, got us into some trouble after the Rumble. You know, we're eating really hella good on Saturday. And then, of course, uh, Ryan, check out episode 200. Wonderful 60-minute interview with Ho-Ho Loon, of course, from the Weight Classic, uh, Dragon Gate Commentary, and uh, all sorts of craziness. Uh, wonderful story. Uh, also get to hear about him and his time out in uh, France, right? You know, kind of with yep. the ROH uh, champion at the moment, uh, Jonathan Gresham and, and others. So, uh, one high spot. Lee. <laughs> Don't forget yeah, about high spot. Holy shit, shit but... highspot.com. <laughs> <laughs> but check out uh, wherever you pod your cast, Apple, Spotify. I think Stitcher's back on board. I'm not sure. But Podbean, uh, blogtalkradio.com forward slash strong style media. And, of course, whenever you do search the best wrestling podcast in all the land, uh, always search Strong Style Media coming out in Vegas uh, over in April here uh, with the Originator Sportscast Radio. But, uh, yeah, check out 200. Thank you for checking out now, uh, whether it's live and or uh, whatever. But if we are listening live, uh, call in 347-857-1060. Let's get interactive again, Ryan. Let's get those California callers in. Uh, let's start <laughs> off again with the Man, worst. Sure of, like oh, also, that, I'm going to go back to the gimmick to 200 so we ate hella good on that saturday portillo's and uh wonderful charcuterie board uh by uh by mr jordan just were there and then also i was trying to think of his uh his rapper gimmick but i, I couldn't think of it in war time respecting why not or whatever what, what is it sorry jordan war, war and peace chayefsky no war and peace that's his gimmick mm-hmm wasn't that the Bone Thugs and Harmony double album with Thug Love featuring <laughs> Tupac Shakur? No, that was Art of War. Oh, yeah. Wait, is that Art of War? I mean, it might be. Also, uh, the, week, the week before I moved, uh, the week of the 20th, Alex, um, I, I remember the other reason I called you earlier. Um, so what I'll just say it on here because I don't care if we can break news on here. Um, depending how you want to do it, um, I have a, I, I'm getting a, a interview hankering itch again after doing that whole Ooh. one. So um, we can figure out how you want to do it if we want to back and forth or you want to just let me run rampant or you want to take the interview, however you want to do it. But um, 
uh, the week of the twentieth, I believe, is what he said. Let me let me let me let me open up my uh, let me let me go into my DM. Well, real quick. I'll let you open that up, Ryan, because uh, again, a wonderful interview, something I've always admired of you. There, uh, we both have the gift of gab, but I'm more in person, where you can kind of go to and fro. Uh, as I've witnessed uh, in person and over the air over the years. Um, but I was thinking, uh, you know, when, in the beginning when we started Strong Style Media, I always wanted to do, you know, kind of like a WTF, you know, since I've been, you know, a fan since 2009, <laughs> you know, when no one was really <laughs> listening to the podcast. But I had to ride a bus, which was only a 10-minute car ride, but a bus from Minneapolis to Bloomington uh, for about a year, which would take over an hour, and I bought an iPod Touch, and I was like, what's this podcast? Because, you know, I like comedians, and, you know, I, I enjoyed Mark Maron from his many years of stand-up and uh, chicanery, if you will, and anarchist, uh, you know, remarks and such. But um, I always wanted to do kind of like an interview show. I've always had like five, six, seven questions that I would just ask guests and just kind of get to know because I know some really interesting people, you know, and I and I barely know some very interesting people. Um, so I've, I, I told Callie, I was like, I think what I should do is like a Alex, you know, interview show where it's just called yeah. Alex tries to interview and then, you know, it just works on that, <laughs> you know? And <laughs> yeah. So like you said, the 20th, so I might, uh, I want to contact uh, a guy who wanted to do a podcast with me last year, uh, this year or no, 2021, uh, a Halloween podcast. But unfortunately, again, I'm more of a wussed out on the aspect and plus, you know, time crunch and yada, yada. But, um, but, yeah, no, he, he's definitely an interesting guy that, uh, you know, in high school he was like the soccer god. And then, you know, we talked every now and then. We had, you know, mutual friends and, and whatnot. Uh, but it wasn't until, like, after, you know, in our mid-20s when I moved to Minneapolis, we got to know each other when I would come visit. And I was like, wow, you are very interesting, Phil. And so, you know, I'm going to reach out to him, and then he can give me a uh, shit-talk me for not doing the Halloween podcast, which we will do in 2022 <laughs> for sure, with the uh, final one coming out. But that's kind of, you know, as I was, you know, kind of uh, ranting on here, Ryan, so you could find your thing. But uh, what do you think about that? I could just randomly do a uh, interview show. Yeah, I think it's cool. I just, and if it flops, it flops. But, you know, maybe it'll help you get content. Started. All that matters is content. You know, we wouldn't have gotten where we've gotten and better at this had we not just did content. You know, half yeah. the time I thought that we're the only people that listen to this show. And I didn't give a shit. Just kept doing it anyway. And then I was wrong. Hey, 200 has some good listens. Yeah, um, yeah. We, we had, uh, also, we, we shout out to Kyle. Pretty- shout out to Half Pint. I will say, again, very awesome with his interviewing skills. Again, always in awe when I listen to him when we would do the pop culturist, like interview musicians and actors and, you know, uh, comic book and, you know, canvas creators and stuff like that, where I'm just like, wow, again, it's just, I'm a natural person when it comes more, like I said, face to face or, you know, obviously bullshitting with you guys over the years on here. But yeah, like you and Kyle, man, uh, kudos. I, I am doing the, I'm not worthy, uh, but hopefully one day. But we popped, uh, we popped a pretty decent, decent one for that, um, that coaching carousel uh, we did on the sportscast too. Yeah, like that. that was a big number. It was a big number. I was like, hell yeah, that's tight. That was that was cool. That was that's that's what I'm hoping this uh, our free or our trade deadline show uh, we have coming up tomorrow. Uh, we got I got a writer from uh, 
NBA True Hoop and Slam magazine coming out to talk Lakers. We got a gentleman Damn, coming on for the awesome. Sixers, somebody coming on for the Blazers. I think the Knicks. I've reached out to 10 teams, so we're just kind of splitting hairs to see who goes where. But, uh, yeah, the week of the 20th. So if you're um, CJ McCollum, are you pissed? or? Like, I mean, yes are you just no, like, oh, just, like Portland's in shambles. Zion? I might as well get off this burning ship. Yeah, and now you're with Zion. Yeah, well, if he ever is, plays. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, the week of the 20th, tried to set this up, uh, he said – he, I had asked him about um, next week. He said, um, thanks for reaching out, Ryan, this week is tight. But next week, uh, the 17th could be doable. So, oh, so next week on the 17th, potentially, uh, we could make it nice. work, which would be a Thursday. Um, but, yeah, uh, the voice of uh, kind of kind of going in the same route with, uh, with Ho-Ho, but the voice of uh, the English Wrestle Universe, Tokyo Joshi Pro, Noah, uh, voice of Pancrase, wow. uh, Mr. Mr. Uh, Stuart Fulton, That's bring him on awesome. just to talk about. I I I've fallen in love with this guy. Well done, sir. Well done. So he's. Um, I asked him about this Thursday, and he said, uh, "No, to this Thursday it'd be tight, but uh, maybe next Thursday could be doable." So we'll uh, we'll we'll keep in touch with with everyone about that. But yeah, we may have uh, the great voice of um, you know the English voice of Noah. Who's just fantastic, uh, Stuart. Part Fulton. of the reasonings why I watched Noah and enjoyed it a little more, since you know I know you prefer the puro commentary, but you know for me still, uh, you know it's been a couple of years, but you know I still consider myself a novice, you know, to some promotions, but especially Noah, I feel a little more comfortable now for sure. But Stuart, you know, is definitely one of the reasons why, because again the historical analysis that they bring and the excitement. You know, where, you know, mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, it's just a match with kicks and chops. My complaints when you, you know, that I always had uh, when you first started to get me to watch more Piro, you know, five years ago. I'm like, oh, I don't get it. It's just a, it's a clothesline. Why is that a finisher? Until, you know, again, you hear the emotion and, and you, you hear the history of why it's so important comparable to what I've been brainwashed with for, you know, 30-plus well, years. And, and I think watching uh, Yuji Okabayashi Larry somebody is much different than watching a WWE <laughs> qualified too. <laughs> I mean, aside from Bradshaw, it's like, I mean, I still remember 2019. My, my t- well, that was the year there were so many good tag matches. We had a, t- we had a tag match and single match of the year. Um, and I had that... Um, it was it was Yuji Hino and Daisuke Sakamoto against Yuji Okabayashi and Walter from Big Japan, and I was like, I mean, those those gifts I sent you after that Julia picture was what was happening while I was watching that match. Like, I mean, it's just <laughs> four men lariating each other as hard as they can and chopping over and over in stereo, and I'm like, ah, <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> That's how we. Uh, that's how we were after we had that uh, Giordano's Chicago deep dish. The that's other reason why we didn't switch. switch awards. That's we, where I was going did. with that. With that yeah. story, we, we I, I felt like asleep. three pieces of pizza and like some wings. Yeah, the wings. And th- next thing I know, you're snoring in the chair, and I'm curled up <laughs> like a small child against my my table on on a on a, a hoodie as a pillow. I go to the bathroom, and then I just go lay down and realize I, I went to sleep for an hour. Come out here, and you're still done. And I'm like, well, it's 4.30. I start watching something, and you slowly arise, and you're like, oh, well, how long have I been sleeping? I'm like, oh, about two hours. And you're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, 
I was like, I'm still overly full. And you're like, me too. And we just sat there like fat pieces of shit, but it was so good. Yeah, it was so good. So, so <laughs> wonderfully delicious. Shout out you know to uh, Giordano. And you know what's not wonderfully delicious? These five categories that I'm about to hit y'all with. If you want to jump oh. in on any point, Alex, go right ahead. Biggest disappointments of the year, number five for me, is the clap crowds in Japan. If you ain't in oh, yeah. Stardom or Noah, your shit was trash without without fans. Because <laughs> <laughs> Stardom would just draw the, and Dragon Gate. Well, Dragon Gate would 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 pull that out of you, but like. But Dragon fans, Gate could also do empty arena shows perfectly yeah. because they know how to utilize their camera angles and just focus on the wrestling and you know don't and zoom the, out even like ten feet. And all their seconds that they have out there are making the noise for you. Yeah. They they yes. were doing why we loved all Japan's uh no crowd or mm. no fan crowds when they were doing uh, when they were running the two AW building. When Ashino yep, busted yep. into the two AW office to talk shit to Suama, the the the, the wrestlers were Kento. Like they were making it good. Boy, they were better off without fans than having fans. All Japan shows like I can't even watch them. Like it sucks. I'm falling asleep. That Miyahara Rayuki Honda <laughs> match was not good. Like, oh, like really? Miyahara is bumping his ass off, but at some point, man, at some point, it's like I, you know, you know, I'm a big guy that that believes that in, you know, in Puro, you don't jump ship unless there's an extreme, yeah. you know, Shingo as an example. There's nothing left for him to do. He gave 15 years or whatever to the company. That's fine. You know, um, Abushi gave everything to GDT, him and Omega. You know, it's like, I'm not mad at that stuff. They made those companies relevant. Helps. But, like, at some point, when does Kento Miyahara just go? I think uh, that's the smartest thing you've said in the last minute. Because think about this. No, No, I mean, I think it has to be because we've always said their lack of depth. Um, is is atrocious for Kento. He made a lot of stars. Like he made like a fifty year old man watchable, like two fifty <laughs> year old men watchable during his title reign. Bro, like his match is gonna suck. And I'm like, oh okay, I get it. He's wacky. He's Kento Miara. He's gonna stick his tongue out. He's gonna play to the crowd. He's gonna do it's this charisma. and that. And, and like, can you tell? Is is there like and and I don't mean to I, I don't mean to put this over just because he's probably my favorite wrestler in the world, but I truly don't know if I can find somebody who has the as much charisma as he does, and he's not no. even doing it on like a promo level. It's just <laughs> everything he like when you see him. I don't even he, think I've seen him touch a mic. Now that you say that, that's pretty. <laughs> Like, I know he has, like, at the end of a match, yeah. he'll, like, yell, like, ah, you know, be all, all crazy. But, like, besides that, yeah, he's not, like, he a feels. real promo cutter. When how was it when you met there, him, like, when you were face-to-face? Oh, he was he was super polite and smiley, and I was like, oh, my God, you're so cute. You're my little Kento Miara. And he, you know, you guys got to give him the thing, and... I really wanted to cancel me a horror shirt, and I couldn't tell what was what, and he didn't really speak English very well. And there was so many fucking people in that little small room that, like, you really couldn't go anywhere, and everybody's all super polite to each other, but everyone in their minds like, I just want to go buy my shit, so get out of my way. 
And everyone's trying to meet Miyahara, and I was just like, all right, I got a towel. He signed it. I got a picture. I'm Gucci. <laughs> you know, but he's, it's just he's, he's huge he to a person. Like, his, his shoulders are massive. Like, he looks way really? bigger than he does on TV. Yeah, he looks big. Um, it's, I'm, but it's just, I don't know why, but that makes me happy. <laughs> I'm like, all right, yeah. I just, like, he comes out there, and he has his own clap. Where do you chance. see him, though? Where do you see him? I mean, is New Japan the safe bet because, you know, I mean, I don't know how old he is. I'm not saying, you know, put him out the pasture, but I think that would be a huge energizer for him. Re-energizer, meaning, you know, wherever he goes. Um, oh, does I, he come stateside, or is he no, stay out, out in Japan? Nothing against him. I mean, Sakashita wants to come back. I mean, uh, that's he, pretty cool. Uh, he turns 33 at the end of this month. Uh, so he's Okada, essentially. Yeah, wow! So he, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I, I found a um, the the high stakes uh, Rev Pro show. I found the entire show, three hours forty five minutes. I will uh, I'll send you the link on Facebook Messenger so you have it if you'd like to watch it. But I, I this show is just getting yeah. rave reviews. I cannot fucking wait to watch it. I'm doing it tonight. Um, because I yeah I'll get it done by three and then is I gotta like get those up. three gonna be there. <laughs> can, can the the Lico's team. <laughs> Academy or whatever. I, I got uh, Thursday is my inspection, my leave inspection. So tomorrow I got to do some cleaning. Oh. I go scrub me some back of some toilets and shit. Um, but I just what about your like, walls? Oh, I, I got some uh, some Mister Clean stuff for that for tomorrow. You're not gonna make him clean it. I'm just kidding. I'd be horrible. <laughs> I should, little punk. You should. When I went in there and he was like, I went in there as he was doing it. And he's like, yeah. Dad, I drew a picture. And I go, what in the hell are you doing? And he goes, yeah, and immediately goes into cry mode. And I like defer me. I was like, it ain't going to work this time. And I like walked over. <laughs> and he like hugged the wall corner like he was trying to hide and shit. And I was like, not today. <laughs> I was so mad. Like, thank, thank God he's not t- taller because the whole wall would have been covered. Um, oh man! But uh, no, I just think. I mean, so you're like, saying you I got to get him built for his birthday? Oh, you son of a bitch! Um, you know, like you watch me, a hunter come out, and the way he's he's in the camera's face, he's boom, boom, when he's moving around, and he and he gets on the apron, and he's holding on the two ropes, and he gets in at the end yep. of his music, and like I mean, it just there's there's no. Aww. There's nobody that feels the only you know I'll be honest with you the only person to me that feels like this big of a star is when when you see like Okada come out in a big pay per view when that money's or, falling or from Jay the White circa 2020 <clears throat> yeah when he took the pants off and he was showing the shorts like I mean you just when no, he Jay, comes out no I'm saying like Jay White like when he was like getting his abs sculpted week by oh, week yeah. and I'm like. Well, this guy, like, has the crowd in his hands, and he's all yeah, about Yeah, yeah, that's a good like, one, too, because he was. I just, it, you know, and, and we always go back to it. The That awesome tag match from the Baba Show, the crowd's chanting yep. for him over Tanahashi, and they're in the ring Tanahashi, together, and he's yeah. just smiling at Tanahashi on, hey, who's the ace, bitch? Like, <laughs> so where do you, I mean, so maybe, I don't know, maybe Noah, because He's trained by not thinking that. Some strikers. Because Mia Hawk was trained by Nakajima. Really? 
Um, he was trained by Kensuke Sasaki. He started in Noah as well. So like, like he was he was a Noah guy for a minute. Um, Interesting. You know, then he, he he did a thing with Nakajima. Have you seen any of his work in Noah's Island? Or yeah, there was a match I watched. It's it's um, it was oh god, I think it was like it was Kento Miyahara and Davy Richards against oh, shit. Brian Danielson and Kenta. I think. Shut up! That match does not exist. Let me. I'll, I'll find it. And the hell have you not shown me that? If that match existed. Even before Davy Richards was making videos, like, but that was I... for his wife. <laughs> God, catch I mean, me I, it's, what, honestly, what that's think, probably true. What do you think out of ten his his rating is on Cage Match? Who's Kento Miyahara? I will say it's got to be at least. I'd say between an eight point seven and a nine three. Nine point three seven. Wow! In in two thousand seventeen, he his his yeah. average match rating was a nine point seven seven. That was the year we that said was he an, was like the goat. Is that year. his big reign was twenty seventeen? Yeah, that was the year Lock when he like had a four and a half star with Gianni Valletta in the yep. carnival. Yep. Um, here I'm going to go back here. Five years ago, that's insane mm-hmm. to me. Uh. The Kensuke wow. office, the Sasaki show. Uh, Kento Bihar's first match was against Sonata in his career. Ooh. And then his second was against Nakajimo. He probably just got his ass kicked. Let's see. Nippon, so Noah, you know, a little familiarity, you know, there. And yeah, I mean, I, that, that was kind of my... God, some of these Noah matches, dude. Uh, Eddie Edwards and Ricky Marvin defeat Nakajima Miyahara. Um, Nakajima Miyahara took on Akihiko Ito and Yoshinari Ogawa. Uh, he worked yep. Nakajima Sasaki and Miyahara worked Akiyama Inoue and Ogawa because he was like a hand-picked guy from uh, the Kensuke office. Yeah, Katsuhiko Nakajima. Here's one: Katsuhiko Nakajima and Kento Miyahara defeat Brian Danielson and Roderick Strong. Noah Summer Navigation 2009. Like, do you think like? Danielson ever like looks back and like he's like man I fought Kento Miyahara. Like do you I mean, think maybe. he watches like that shit? And he's like you know what I used to wrestle this guy you know fifteen years ago. You never know, man. Ken, Kensuke Sasaki, Kento Miyahara, and Takeshi Morishima defeat Ipe Ota, Kenta, and Kenta Kobashi. Oh Jesus. Yeah, like he he was working some shit. Back it's like a fool's gold of riches in like Noah twenty two thousand three to what two thousand nine. It seems like uh, Amigo Suzuki. Uh, I don't know who this guy is. Amigo Suzuki and Kento Miyahara take on Maybach Taniguchi and Claudio Castagnoli. Wow! How did that happen? I'm trying to find this this other one that I was talking to you that I was telling you about. Um, I feel like it's got to be on this this page. Otherwise, I'll just go right to YouTube. Go Shiazaki defeats Kento Miyahara. Um, Kento Miyahara defeats Sugarfoot Alex Payne. Eddie Edwards, Kento Miyahara goes to the time limit draw. Um, man, it was yeah, it was it was him and him and Danielson. Let me try this. 
Brian Danielson. Um, Brian Danielson and Davey Richards defeat Kento Miyahara and Naomichi Marafuji. That's what it was. Jesus. <laughs> and then Nakajima yeah, Miyahara Marafuji works Danielson and Everyone, doesn't he? <laughs> I mean, it's, dude, it's wild. Like, Kento Miyahara, man, he, like, he was doing big-time shit, like, his first year. Man. I don't know. I mean, is the ultimate dream he goes to New Japan and works Okada? I mean, yeah, that's your that's your biggest Puro match, I would say, at the moment. But if I don't you know. could get him I mean, over, Mia has something to say about that. She has, yeah. has something about that. God, I wish you Nakajima, liked and this is just Noah. And Nakajima has something to say about that. Uh, hey, Takashita, yeah, Taka, sorry, I call him Takashita uh, from DDT. Definitely has something oh, yeah, to say about that. Oh yeah, Hell yeah. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, there's like 12 solid matchups, man. And Kento, he's got to be at that top. But give me Takashita um, all day versus Okada. He's, what, 26? um, But he's been wrestling for 11 years? Miyahara Nakajima as Nakajima as his former trainer. You know, they came up together. That would be cool. I'm down to clown on that, too. I mean, shit. You know, man. But then again, like you said, if he goes to Noah, you put him in there with Shiazaki, Kiyomiya, Nakajima. I would love to see Kento Miyahara against Takashi Oh, yeah, Kano. Kano? Kano, shit, my ass. <laughs> Look what you got me saying. Uh, Takashi Sugera? Yeah, that would be nice. That would be really fun. Or if you could get him over enough in, in, in America... Blackout versus um, Blackout versus V Trigger. What if you did Kento and Omega? <laughs> does he need a Does he need a mouthpiece, or does his charisma enough get him over? Is I, he going to be as well known? Is he going to get the Takashita treatment? Well, where Takashita, he got some claps, I, but yeah, like you know, he doesn't really. He went two and one. He lost in a tag match, and then he had to go back. Um, he, yeah. he said this year he's planning on coming back and longer. The problem is he great. wins all their tournaments and he's the champion. They're like, nah, it's a catch. You know, you're, you're staying right here. <laughs> that's and that's the other I thing. Gotta... That's all Japan's problem is they do not – they need a backer. Cyber fight, you know, or, you know, cyber agent or whatever it was, buying – getting Noah was the best thing. Look at great – getting Ledette behind him, the former Noah Booker, or the, the Noah backer. All Japan doesn't mm-hmm. have that, and that's the problem. It's like Big Japan. Big Japan is losing the freedoms in that deathmatch market because when you got guys like Takeshi, uh, Masashi Takeda jumping and leaving for freedoms because he's going to get paid mm-hmm. more, and June Kasai is running a better better show, and that sucks to say that because Big Japan's strong division might be one of the mm-hmm. best things in all wrestling. When yeah. you got Sakamoto, Okabayashi, Takuya, Nomura, Fuminori Abe, guys like that. I mean, it's... Fuminori Abe is one of the most <laughs> underrated guys in the fucking world. Like, I will stand yeah. by that for years. I love the astronauts. Takuya Nomura, I'm so mad that he lost the title already. Because they finally made him the, the strong champion. He had that amazing match with Sekimoto, and then he lost the title on the, the, on the second um, to Okabayashi. Oh. Um, and I was bummed, but of course. I don't know. Uh, get, getting back into it now that we've just ranted about Miyahara. God, he's so good. Uh, my number four biggest disappointment goes to Bianca Belair and Big E. How the fans rallied and WWE said they're not stars and we'll prove it to you. And then they shit on them. <laughs> so the booking of those two is horrific. 
Um, we kind of already talked about this. My number three is All Japan and the Triple Crown Championship. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's like it, it felt like they did COVID want... to take out their champion, Ryan. COVID. Yeah, COVID and then a, a weird lariat. And then yeah. Honda's suddenly in total eclipse after injuring Lee. Oh, no, I'm talking about uh, the Suwama. Oh, yeah, yeah, Suwama, and then Jake Lee, too. Like yeah, well, champion. yeah, but orbital bones, yeah, Because so, Suwama, you know, 15 months not losing, of course. It, it almost felt like a lot of people have been saying is that All Japan didn't want Mia Hara to go anywhere near the Triple Crown until after COVID. And then they were going to put the belt back on them and then, so they could draw those fans back. But it's almost like they have no kingdom this year, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they feel like this this year they're gonna have their fans back. Let's put it back on our ace. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna come out and say this. And if they do this and the program's set up right, this could help them because this is developing a new star and not waiting six years or whatever five years to make Jake Lee champion when they should have tried it years ago. Not when he's like 37. But I think mm-hmm. Yuma Aoyagi's gonna win the carnival. And he's gonna be Kento. Ooh, right away, and, or is he getting where he loses that first and then wins it? Well, he already lost when he turned heel. Remember when he originally turned heel on him before they they reunited? Oh yeah, he lost that one. They're like whoop. But I I think I think you have to take a shot with Aoyagi. You're not building stars. Yeah. He's over as hell. He's a great worker, and Miyahara loves them. Like they're they're you know they're they're boys. So it's like you know Kento's going to go out of his way to try to make them look good. Mm-hmm. So, uh, my number two is the way that Noah booked Kaito Kiyomiya. I just, I don't understand how this guy is poised to be your future ace. It is an amazing match with Ken O that Alex still hasn't watched fully because he can't stay awake during it, like me at uh, Batman. See, look, I couldn't stay awake during <laughs> Batman, Alex. It's, it's, yeah, this one's look, the longest Batman ever. How are you going to watch the new one? <laughs> I'm like three hours. I don't. I won't go see it probably. But, uh, Nirvana Wayne, come on. I, I did. I did watch uh, the new Spider-Man though. Oh, so good. I watched that, and then you I watched. You cut Hawkeye. off fifteen minutes, and that's a masterpiece of a movie. I, I say I you trim it a little. It's good. Never stop popping when the three of those had the three of them had like a ninety-second nerd discussion while they were waiting for the villain yeah. to show up. I was like, this is everything <laughs> I wanted. And, and then the second end credits thing is just a trailer for the new Strange movie. I was like, fantastic. Yep, yep. That's beautiful. And, you know, other things. I won't spoil it because I know a couple people that are listening haven't watched that. But, um, and, oh, my God, the tie-ins with uh, others. I marked so hard when when uh, when when they're in the house and they're trying to find uh, – they're talking to a man of authority who uh, is wearing sunglasses and a nice suit on his couch. Yep. I went, oh, yep. my God. Oh, my God, they did it. And then they did it again in Hawkeye. Oh, my God. When I oh, went, man. When I, and I, when I went to that uh, screening, what was it, opening night when I was out by you, and I went mm-hmm. to, like, that 11, well, yeah, because you were doing uh, Pro Wrestling Summit, uh, which you can watch Ryan every Friday night, 10 p.m. Central Standard Time, over at twitch.tv forward slash WrestleCast Radio. Um, mm-hmm. When I went, man, he got a huge pop. Like, I went – at the best time, the biggest screen, the comfiest chairs, the cheapest snacks, and it was a crowd that popped, that laughed at every good part, cried, awed, ood, 
um, and cheered. Like, it was such a fantastic experience. And when they showed that dude, man, I was like, okay, this crowd gets it. And I've never watched the Netflix Marvel shows. Shame oh, on me. Great. I know, because I, I love, love all those actors. I love all those characters. I just, I, I again, I'm an asshole. Um, but, yeah, they, they you would so love right uh, Barenthal as Punisher. Yeah, oh, totally. I love Barenthal. And that, that's the one I kick myself in the ass for not watching. And there are days where I just look at it and I just need to press play. Because, yeah, I think the yeah, Punisher one I would love most. Like, even people shit on Iron Fist, and I liked it. Like, I was like, dude, this is, I just want a, a comic book show. I don't care. I don't need it to be yeah. fucking Forrest Gump. I don't need it to be a masterpiece. Like, I just want my my kung fu action, and I don't care if it's Corey. And everyone, everyone's like, God, Iron Fist is so bad. That guy just keeps going, but I'm Danny Rand. Okay, he lost his memory. He's confused. Who gives a shit? Just watch the show. And then I heard the second season killed it. (laughs) In a good way. And I was like, ah, like Defenders. People are like, oh, this is only six episodes. Well, who cares? Just watch it. It's like everyone's Game of Thrones. Everyone's like, ah, Game of Thrones. It sounds like wrestling fans. The was the, you know, they, they didn't go by the books. Blah, blah. I said, because the books weren't done. You, you wanted to postpone the show for six years? Get fucked. Just watch the damn Game of Thrones and enjoy it. Stop being so stuck up. Like wrestling fans, if you said, damn it. Uh, and then my number yeah. one disappointment was New Japan's booking as a whole. They did some great things with, you know, with, with Okada. Okada, Shingo, and Osprey, I really enjoyed. But the lower card stuff, the tag division for a lot of it, the junior division, the junior tag... There was a, I mean, the tag division hasn't been strong in I whatever. <laughs> I mean, maybe but, 2012. Last year, for me at least, and you know, you know, whatever year you want to stick on for your New Japan starting, but this was the first time since 2012 that this company was not like must see watch. Last year yeah. was like, I right, if I missed the show, I missed it. You know, I mean, when, behind DDT, I I watched that the least, and I watched mm-hmm. going through my notes of quite a bit of DDT early on of 2021. And, um, and the big difference with that is you're pissed you didn't watch DDT. Yeah, we're you're not Japan, pissed I, you didn't I, watch New Japan. Japan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that's my point. Is like you're like, like damn, Wrestle I wish Kingdom I wasn't a chore DVD. this year, but it just was like blast to me. Like I already forgot what happened. Minus like, oh, I was like, Jeff Cobb night was good. Night one of <laughs> Wrestle Kingdom minus the main event, I think it was, was like the worst Wrestle Kingdom I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, three had a uh, Suzuki Tanahashi, didn't it? I just threw out a number. I'm not sure, but was that the TNA one? Oh um, no, that was that was just a random Tokyo Dome show. Oh okay, um, but I, I, I yeah, I'll say yeah. New Japan was just it was. I mean, I liked watching Shingo. I liked the Shingo yeah. matches that I did see Oscar before out of the G1 out of many. Oh, it was Muda Tanahashi was three. Sorry. Ah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I thought, yeah, New Japan suffered a lot from obviously the crowd aspect, but also the lack of talent that could kind of come over, <laughs> you know, that they're missing some, some heavy hitters and some possibilities, you know, to kind of 
bolster up their roster last year. And, you know, I, it, it's unfair, you know, to, to say, oh, they need to change this or change that. It, you know, yes, they, they could be working on newer stars like, you know, Dragon Gate does um, to the biggest extent there. But, yeah, it, it's unfortunate. But, you know, I, I mean, let's see after Night Okada. Yeah, I'm excited so. for that. Like, I'm still, I, I'm still have hope for that. But, by the it's way, that I'm nostalgic feel. I, I'm gonna run this Even down for you. Um, man, this was a, uh, this is a, like, I was just, I was just, I knew Tanahashi was in the main event. Check this card out, okay? Um, <laughs> uh, your opening match was Mystical back before he sucked, before he became uh, Sin Cara. Uh, uh-huh. Prince Devitt and Taguchi, they were Apollo 55, defeated Averno, uh, Jado, and Gato. Second match, uh, Takuma, uh, Takuma Sano and Jushin Liger defeat Koji Kanemoto and Wataro Inoue. Uh, your next match was the oh. Morrison and Machine Guns defeated No Limit for the junior tag titles. Uh, no Limit, the junior champs were No Limit, Tetsuya Naito and Yujiro. That's so cool. Um, Tiger Mask defeated Loki to become the IWGP junior champion. Uh, eight-man tag, we had Legend, which was Ricky Choshu, Masahiro Chono, Kurt Angle, and Kevin Nash defeating Great Bash Heel, which was Giant Bernard, Carl Anderson, wow. Takashi Azuka, and Tomohiro Ishii. Whoa, uh, Anderson and Ishii were squad together? <laughs> yeah, they were in Great Bash Heel way back when. Before they all, defel- um, before they all turned on Makabe and Hanma and started um, Chaos. Um, that was when they were all best shield. Um, then we had Yuji Nagata successfully retains the Pro Wrestling Zero One World Title against Masato Tanaka. Uh, Jun Akiyama wow. defeats Manabu Nakanishi. Um, and then a hardcore match. Team 3D wins the tag titles from the most violent players, Togi Makabe and Toru Yano. Uh, <laughs> then in a dream tag... Shinsuke Nakamura and I don't I don't remember it at all. <laughs> One fifteen minutes. Uh, then Shinsuke Nakamura and Hiroki Goto defeat Mitsuharu Masawa and Takashi Sugera. And then wow, Tanahashi was... defeats Keiji Muto to win the IWGP Championship. Wow. That's, that's... Yeah, WrestleMania three was tight. We should. Um... <laughs> And this was this was a, a Wrestle Kingdom watch, like watch a rewatch type thing. Yeah, this I, 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 I do remember. Yeah, I've ever seen one through nine, and there was um, forty thousand fans there for it. And I remember too, this was a big deal. Like the big thing was um, Muda, who was the champion, was a uh, a All Japan Pro Wrestling contracted wrestler too. Really? Um, so he. Um, uh, eight, April of the previous year, uh, Muda beat Nakamura to win the title, and um, he was he was an All Japan worker, and then had, I think he had like four defenses. Um, Tanahashi they did the, did the stuff with uh, with New with uh, TNA, and they brought him back after he had a bad climax, and then uh, they're like, you know what, you're going to represent us, and then he does, and then obviously he beats Muda, but yeah, it was yeah. a good show. And that was like Muda could still work. Climax was... is never a good thing, by the way. <laughs> um, now that you know, we're an hour in here, we're going to keep this at two hours for the first time in our lives, Alex. It's going to happen. Um, no, that's not going to happen. Come on. 
I feel like I'm talking about you, right? <laughs> well, it, well, does, it James Harden, does, he, does James Harden get traded? No, they said they're not trading him. Oh, they did? And they said, stop asking us, Daryl Morey. Just because you have a heart on him for when you were his GM in uh, Golden Era, Houston. Houston. Um, wor- so, worst angled moment of the year. Uh, so we have five. When I originally read these, you laughed about a couple of them because you didn't think they were a real thing. Uh, number five for me was the formation of the House of Torture. Number four was Raw Underground. Oh, uh, that was all right. That was that shoot fight thing Shane started. Remember? remember? Oh man, you, know you what? remember I don't the UFC? Let's do this. <laughs> I, I'm so glad my uncle watched Shane at Man turn purple all the time wrestling. <laughs> That's good now. Um, number three, Becky Lynch beats Bianca Belair in seconds at SummerSlam. Ooh. Number two, Killing Shayna it. Baszler having the building or the 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 building fall all over on her. <laughs> oh, this <laughs> I forgot. Yes, we had a discussion on did that really happen, and are you full of shit, and what are you smoking? <laughs> and then I and then I also and then I was like, what am I smoking? That? That might have been 2020, but I just said, fuck it. I don't care at this point. It was awful. Yeah. Um, and then number one, uh, John Morrison was ate by zombies at Backlash. <laughs> the zombies. And Again, then he was fired. But six figures, <laughs> promotional pay. I mean, that's why they're pulling in record numbers, man. They're and making They cracked a billion. Zombies. Yeah. John Morrison was we- ate by zombies. They, they don't give no poops, man. They just you just said a billion in a quarter. I mean, and not only that, they're going to the give me more ACL. The Miz is ACL <laughs> running from zombies. Like get, get and then they fired him in the same year <laughs> after having him him and his wife move. Damn, I got this bomb ass bar mix, hot and spicy stuff. Uh-huh. I not put like pretzels and peanuts. I gotta get that away. I'm Ooh. just gonna be eating on the stream. Um, worst feud of the year of the year is next. Ooh. I gotta, I gotta get these nuts put away. Not to cheat that. <laughs> um, number five, Randy Orton versus the Fiend. <laughs> Gross. Do you realize Orton and the Fiend have worked twice at WrestleMania? And both times had wacky shit happen in both of them. Bugs in the ring. Mm-hmm. And lighting on fire. Was it, is that when he was lit on fire? No, this was when Bliss came out of a jack-in-the-box. Oh, and the eyes were black or whatever? Yeah, she had the, she had the uh, ultimate warrior black goo. Oh, my God. That was this <laughs> year? You're, you're, or 2021? You're shitting mm-hmm. me. That was night one of the wow. the opener. Wowzers, um, my friend. Number four oh. from, I think, the same show, Shane versus Braun, where he just called him a dummy the whole time. <laughs> he should uh, have been like no because of that. <laughs> yeah, bullying asshole. Be a star. Uh, number three, Alexa Bliss versus Shayna Baszler. Ooh. Uh, number two, Baron Corbin versus Life. <laughs> and my number one feud goes to Keiji Muto and Kaito Kiyomiya. Yeah, ouch. 
Uh, final two categories. Yeah, Jimmy is like every talented wrestler who's denied a push in the E. <laughs> Um, as I said Zach. before, this one, Alex, I had eight nominees because it, it was so much bad shit, I couldn't even just nail it down um, in no particular order. And I will read to you my um, my match rating and or comments. Um, Black Men Sore, Yoshitatsu, and Tajiri from the December 26th Fan Appreciation Show. Awful. Mm. Why did I go back to watch this when my stream crashed yesterday? That was my uh, <laughs> rating on that. <laughs> and then, then there's only really five days left in the month, too. I could have just ignored it. That, that sounds daily. like something I would do if I just stopped watching wrestling. That would be like the comments <laughs> I would make. <laughs> um, Alexa Bliss versus Eva Marie from SummerSlam. Uh, all I have Whoa. written down is fuck off rating. That um, happened, really? Yep, that was when even Marie kept like tripping over like the doll and, and it doesn't whatever, it just it doesn't matter. Um Tyrus versus the Pope, the Black Pope. <laughs> um I went half star. That yeah, was awful. Bad. That was from an NWA show. Well Tyrus um, is, is horrible and he's a champion, <laughs> which is even more horrific. And he's just an awful human being. But hey, he used to be Snoop's bodyguard, so kudos. <laughs> From the first night of WrestleMania, Naomi and Lana versus Carmella and Billy Kay versus the Riot Squad versus Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke versus Natalia and Tamina. I went quarter star awful with an exclamation point. So the um, tag match or like an eight-woman match? It was an elimination because then Natalia and Tamina went on to win the tag titles the next night. From Nia Jax wow, and Shayna That was this year, huh? Wow. I didn't Last know that year, was yeah. in front of people. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, 2020. Because oh, yeah. they Thank had Nia Jackson to me to stand off, and, the, and then the fake crowd noise went, oh, when they piped in the crowd, and all you could see was the crowd looking at their phones, so you knew it wasn't them. <laughs> um, so then we had Randy Orton versus Alexa Bliss. Dud, worst thing of the year, Bliss wins via burn victim interference. Um. <laughs> Speaking of backlash, Damian Priest versus The Miz. My rating is this show isn't worth this. Isn't that um, when number... someone busted the ACL? Yep, that and then the zombies. zombies. That was the zombie matchup. Yeah. Uh, number two, Ethan Page versus Karate Man. I went oh, zero man. with a capital Z and said this was worse than The Swamp. Worse than Strowman, huh? <laughs> and then Lash Legend versus Saray. I went a quarter of a star <laughs> from 205 Live in December. Oh, you love Saray. And her new gimmick. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, and then uh, wrestler. Worst wrestler of the year. Number five goes to Alexa Bliss. Number four goes to Lash Legend. Number three goes to Evil. Number two is The Fiend. <laughs> and number one is Dominic Mysterio. Oh, sorry, Dom. Booyaka, booyaka, get the fuck off my television. Are you gonna pl- are you gonna hate play as him in the uh, 2K22? <laughs> Maybe. You, you know what I wish I could, you know you know what I ultimately wish I could do. And this is this this is gonna be a little cue to you too if you have if you want to say something. But this is what I wish we could do to Ray, uh, to Dom Mysterio right here. Um, in a perfect, perfect world, Alex. How do I 
fuck out of here. But Alex, you requested this song. The good uh, as, as we all read last week, uh, Shane McMahon, as we all saw too, uh, a little erratic and uh, crazy, not only in the, in the ring, Ryan, but outside of the ring, as uh, drama was exposed and fed to the dirt sheets as uh, Shane McMahon quietly let go by his father, uh, Nick Khan, and the WWE. Nick Khan, who he arrived with at the Rumble, allegedly, that day. Um, so, yes, no more uh, Shane McMahon, no more Mania moments, as we were promised. No big Elimination Chamber and Royal Rumble spots. Uh, where, where does he go? Where, where does Shane go, Ryan? Maybe he'll go make Not more going to Connecticut. App, app. Maybe he'll make more apps or something. Go shake Rory Ca- uh, McElroy, Rory Calhoun. Rory McElroy's hand after another Masters win. <laughs> And I was like, is that Shane McMahon? I was like, what? <laughs> um, so, yes, also, as you spoke, uh, KG Muta, uh, or Muto, uh, had some knee issues and forced his uh, teammates, Marfuji and himself, uh, part of M's Alliance, to uh, vacate the, uh, the Noah Tag Team Championships there. Um, and, yeah, Muto, Muta just... Uh, it's messing things up yet again because it's not all about him. Meryl Fuji. But as he said, I Rest do hope to win the national title at some point. I'm like, shut up, Muda. <laughs> Get out of my Noah. Get out of my Noah, Muda. Um, also, uh, allegedly, I mean, not allegedly, uh, Dragon Gate, uh, oof. Apparently, only two members left of uh, one of our favorites uh, factions. Uh, possibly be no more. We will find out uh, as Ryan and I will report next uh, from the show from a couple days ago. Uh, interesting uh, stuff there. Uh, what did you say the, the a new unit was formed and they were called what? Zebrats. And they consist of um, Kai, BB Hulk, Diamante, Hip Hop Kikuda, SB Kento. I'm assuming Hip Hop Kikuda, SB Kento, and Kyo. Ooh, interesting. And Shun Skywalker. Zebra. And Sh- oh my god. Oh yeah, and Shun Skywalker. That's insane to me. That's really cool. Um, but yeah, so oh, I mean, it, it's some pretty interesting stuff. And that'd be a thing. Now, if Hulk. On the clearance. Hello. There we go. Hello. If if if, if Ho Ho Loon can get me an RED tracksuit on clearance, do I still take it? Yeah, I'll take one. Okay. But yeah, you take one. Or or otherwise, I'll get a high end one because I like the colors. Oh, that shit's that dirty. Whitey? It's all white. Yeah, that'll get dirty. Yeah. <laughs> if you're like, oh man, I would just put that in the frame. Um, let me get a let me get a natural vibe. Also, uh, a, a big uh, R.I.P. and um, to uh, CM oh, Punk's yeah. undefeated streak on AEW in a wonderful oh, classic wrestling match we all witnessed last week on AEW Dynamite in Chicago. Uh, CM Punk, 
Punk taking two L's against Maxwell, Jacob Friedman, MJF. Uh, I think it was the perfect call. It's what you had to do. Took up a lot of time, but was a uh, well-crafted 40 minutes, uh, I think. By two historians. Let's be real. MJF at a young age knows the sport of professional wrestling and is a student of the game for sure, uh, as was proven this past week, um, as as you can hear weekly on the mic. And uh, this was, again, just another masterpiece. Did it suffer from fatigue of uh, the rest of the show uh, not being as good? I would say maybe. Um, I get why they do kind of their big, big matches first, but also they didn't want to lose any wrestlers. Uh, but as we saw, the viewership did go down, so I think they did lose a lot with some of the uh, um, interestingness uh, prior to that wonderful uh, main event there. Um, a couple, a couple little uh, MGF trivia questions. Do you know who his uncle is? His uncle? Uh, mm-hmm. Is he a wrestler? No. Is he a singer? No. You're, oh. you're closer with the wrestler aspect. Um, um, he is a man who has been outed, you could say. I forgot, and I forgot MGF was an MLW middleweight champion and a tag champion with the Dynasty when he stole my gimmick. Who, Alex Hammerstone? No, uh, no, the Dynasty. That was my, I, I was the leader of the Dynasty in 2005 when MJF was like six. <laughs> Oh my God, you're not wrong. Um, um, he, um, sure. um, uh, I'll read. I'll read a note off of his cage match. Um, um, oh, we had some of these. Comments. I don't even know if I can read on. <laughs> um, uh, blank. That's a very close name to Harvey Weinstein, which makes sense considering he's a dirty pedophile. Uh, all this oh, guy shit. had to do to secure his place in the hearts of Smarks was to try and not rape someone under the age of 18, and he couldn't pull it off. Wow. What? Man, some of these are pretty harsh. Man, I, I, don't, I didn't even know that you could. Blank is a lying scumbag con artist who attempted to rape a child. Nothing else needs to be said. I hope his signature forging hands develop carpal tunnels to the point where he can no longer... My God, masturbate the child porn. All right. Let's, let's that, move that's, on. That's his uh, uncle. Wow. Really? Rob Rob Feinstein. The guy from Numbers? The RF video guy who, like, had child porn all over the place and they stopped RF video. We're being we're all oh, bonded about trading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. It all circles back. No freaking idea. That, and MJF also used to wrestle as Pete Lightning and Sandy Bunker. Lightning. <laughs> Do you know who trained MJF? Um, Killer Kowalski. Brian Myers. Really? Brian Myers I mean, and Pat Buck. I could, I could, I mean, I can't see it, but I mean, it, it's kind of cool since Brian Myers is a trusted source um, for when wrestlers want to come back. They they call, he's the name, you know, besides mm-hmm. Um 
I don't know if he's a junior, but uh, what was his gimmick? Yeah, Ted DiBiase, is that his thing? <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I, I would say that, you know, those are the people that, oh, no, or is it uh, Curtis Axel? He's the one that the Rock calls, right? Yeah. Yeah, so Axel and, and – um, Axel yeah, Myers so, I mean, are like the workhorse. Kind of cool. And Brian Myers, yeah, you know, so those, those are some trusted names. So uh, that's pretty cool to uh, to hear that. I did not know that. Yeah, that's wild. Looking at stuff. I'm looking at his his, uh, his cage match. And this is wild. Uh, apparently, WWE uploaded on their YouTube channel his tough enough entry from 2015. <laughs> God, he's only 25 years old, man. Yeah, he's the future, along with um, I was going to say A Steel, but uh, Austin Theory. I don't know how I got A Steel. Uh, Austin Theory, I would say, is definitely part of that future of the pro- professional wrestling landscape. And and let's not forget this, too. When you talk about Austin Theory... Welcome to the fifth anniversary. This is Austin Theory, <laughs> and you're listening to WrestleCast Radio all day. Hey, look, look, yeah. we got... We, we, look, look, that was a thing before he was even a thing. Let me just say that, by the way. <laughs> let, me just, let me just point that out. He wasn't even in the company yet when that happened. He was in a ball wrestler when that happened. I just, I just want to point <laughs> that out. So in two, three years from now, if he becomes a world champion and everyone jumps on his nuts, remember where you heard it first, okay? That's all I want to say. That's all That's I right. want to say to you. And, and all I want to say, too, is when we're talking about uh, track suits, I, Alex, yep. I think I narrowed, narrowed down, you know whose track suit I got to get if R.E.D.'s no more? I got to I got to get What's this. Do they have track suits? I thought they just wear funky shirts, multicolored shirts. Let me get one. Let me get KZ rapping. That's all I need. It's KZ time, man. KZ's so tight. Yeah. Alex, we are going to move into our best of awards. I'm excited to chat this with you. Um, yes, yes. I'll, I'll kick us off on this one if that works. Uh, we're going to start with Perfect. the best angle of 2021. Ooh. My number five was the Katsuhika Nakajima Masakita Mia breakup and the blood food feud that ensued oh. after. Oh, I love their feud. Uh, a wonderful match that they had that I will be talking about uh, later <laughs> on the show. Uh, but first, uh, my number five. Uh, something that was pretty cool. We got a, a pretty damn good program. Uh, better in a ways we're all around better, um, meaning participation from Roman Reigns comparable to when Cena schooled him on the mic from their match. What was that? Like a vengeance pay-per-view or something? Or a payback uh, many moons <laughs> ago? Call the but, uh, <laughs> Yeah, oh, God, I loved it. Uh, but, you know, Roman Reigns and Cena after uh, their, I would say, epic SummerSlam Such battle. Um, you know, I, I thought, you know, two big stars. Really good match there for the E. And, uh, you know, you think it's over, Reigns is, you know, on top. And then you hear, you know, Brock Lesnar's music, and you just hear the crowd go bananas, and you see this Viking of a man with a ponytail, and you're like, what's happening? (laughs) And then you're just like, yeah, they were just like, here's a lot of money. CM Punk, Brian Danielson, and Adam Cole are in AEW now. So, Here's, I don't know, $80 million. I'm sure that's not right, but probably close. And to see him go toe-to-toe with Roman Reigns 
and a in a different mood of the beast here I thought was a wonderful uh kind of show of of this new character and change for uh hopefully a, a return to Boombox Brock uh sometime in the future but uh a program that's still continuing heading into this WrestleMania so I thought that was a really fun angle in uh 2021 Hell yeah I'll I'll take it I'll definitely take it Boombox Brock was so tight <laughs> uh, my number 4 was Jake Lee uh, getting everyone from Infants to really turn and heel on Shatero Shino and starting Total Eclipse, which finally gave us charisma to Jake Lee and him getting a push. Yes. Oh. Finally, finally. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number four, Big E winning the money in the bank. Uh, you know, kind of solidifying nice. him finally, uh, breaking off of the New Day um fans obviously behind it they wanted that he cashed in against you know after lashley had a great 30 minute battle uh over on monday night raw uh to then eventually lose to biggie cashing in in a pretty again phenomenal moment you could feel and see the emotion again everybody and their moms were very happy for the former biggie langston there um but unfortunately the title run was not to be any shipped back to SmackDown to be a part of the new day. Hopefully one day it will uh, come back. But, hey, there's always AEW, right? <laughs> um, my number three was Starlight Kid and Momo Watt. Now they both lost matches that forced them to join Oedo Tai, and they enjoyed Perfect. it. Oh, and they loved it. Oh, it was great. You needed to rebuild a way to tie with, you know, Hazuki retiring, and then obviously she came back with Kogumo, but was a baby face. Mm -hmm. And you had Kagetsu gone, B. Priestley left, so you had to really rebuild it. And what a way to make sure that people didn't forget about that that heel unit that is a way to tie. And and, Mm -hmm. and obviously Konami, Konami stepping away. So adding Starlight Kid, Mobowat, Nabe, and then making the storyline where they were happy. Just tremendous. Oh, I loved every minute of it. Oh, I I thoroughly enjoyed the Moonlight Kid turn. Um, <laughs> just because, again, the embrace, when she embraced it, uh, it worked fully. And I'm not going to lie, it was something I predicted. I said, you know, uh, a few months before that, that eventually happened, uh, heading into a way to tie, I said, you got money when she turns and she's going to be the biggest heel in that company. And Hey, she's only 20 and she's still building to be that biggest heel. And you know, the, yeah, the maniacal laughter and uh, you know, still that, that look there, but uh, the moonlight is kind of shining a little bit more <laughs> than, uh, than the brightness there. So uh, definitely I love that pick Ryan. That's, that's awesome. Um, my number three, uh, I mean, let's be real. CM Punk, uh, the biggest thing, seven years, I mean, was the last time that we saw him, you know, from 2014. Uh, But as he stated in his wonderful 20-minute speech back home for the first dance in Chicago at the United Center, where I was kind of nearby, but at a wedding uh, where we did plan to kind of escape to go see, but... Uh, as Punk said, it was his return to professional wrestling since 2005. Uh, so some pretty awesome stuff there. And, you know, insert city here. I'm happy to be here, yada, yada. It still was good to see him since we missed him for so many years. And, oh, yeah, we finally got those ice cream bars. And, oh, yeah, we got some pretty <laughs> damn good wrestling from his return to Darby Allen, where Ryan and I saw 
uh, at all out to his phenomenal brawl. And then Brem to uh, feud, which was what, maybe two weeks in the making, a week and a half? Uh, but it was phenomenal, one of the best matches or brawls of 2021 with Eddie Kingston at Full Gear this past November, where, again, Ryan and I had the wonderful opportunity to attend there. But the CM Punk, crazy enough, should be number one. But, you know, I'm going to be, you know, a little different. But let's be real, he's probably on a lot of number ones, as well-deserved. And, uh, again, oh, yeah, NJF, wonderful stuff. Welcome back, Punk. <laughs> Uh, my number two was the just insanity at the end of the year with, with Shin Skywalker and Masquerade with the whole yeah. mask thing and pushing pushing Dragon Diet into Diamante where he was the one who lost the mask and said it was for the best. I can't lose it. I'm the leader. Let's go. Let's just forget about it. And obviously we know what happened with it. But just, just Shin Skywalker's December was one of those things where if he would have did a quarter of the year that good, mm-hmm. he would have he would have made a wrestler of the year like Brian Danielson did only wrestling for a quarter of the year in my opinion too. Yeah. Like it was Shun was just incredible in December. Yeah, once he figured it out that gear, um he pushed that full throttle and just got better and better with each uh match during his title reign and uh again when you can get four other guys to like come out like chess pieces but look baller and, and you know, kind of <laughs> to the point of we're, we're coming to wrestle you and beat you um, was really cool. Uh, shout out to the choreography on that old setup uh, in order for it to just to be knocked down. So uh, wonderful, wonderful pick. My number two, uh, the migration of E-Stars to All Elite Wrestling at All Out from Ruby Riot. Sorry, formerly <laughs> known as Ruby Riot, uh, Ruby Soho making her debut in Chicago, as well as uh, Adam Cole Abebe in the main event coming out to a huge pop, to thus getting and hearing uh, a, a uh, wonderful theme from one Brian Danielson of the American <laughs> Dragon back pops up as me and Ryan are going nuts in uh, the wonderful uh, suburb of Ch- or from Chicago, I should say, um, at All Out. And, uh, yeah, it was just such a crazy thing to not only experience live, oh my but God. as a wrestling I was like assaulted. You're like, how did all of this happen? I, I was and then, oh, yeah, great wrestling. Down, like, try, I was, like, punching you and shit. I was like, ah! Like, I was freaking Like, it was the out. hip-hop version of Flight of the Bumblebee or whatever the hell. Flight of the Flight Valkyrie. Flight of the Bumblebee. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Valkyrie. And um, I think, Flight you know, it was just, ah, it was so surreal to, to kind of witness that. And I think that angle and then for Brian Danielson to have uh, from September all the way up to December 31st, uh, the the professional wrestling world in the palm of his hand uh, was just awesome to see. And Adam Cole is uh, going to get the jury fucking head kicked in. in the background. <laughs> Let's not forget that. God, yep. that was that was you know as great as that show was. Like I I, I by no means like and and I I noticed this too. So part of with um with my awards that I did. I really didn't put anything from all that all out or all. I, I get it wrong every time. Um, it was all in, right? Or it's all out. Yeah. Or all whatever. out now. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then 
and also um uh what's what's the other one we saw was um um full gear i always for i i never want to put things in that i saw live because i i just feel like i'm gonna have a different approach to it if that makes sense like like in my head i'm going like there's only one match that i saw live that i actually put on my match of the year um because in my head, I'm going, well, I watched um, Darby MJF. It was incredible. It was so mm-hmm. good. But how much was it better just because I was there and I was watching it live? You know what I mean? Like, Kenny Omega Christian from 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 Chicago was tremendous. It was, I was flung. Mm-hmm. But how much was it be- that much better just because we were there? I mean, as, as much as I love that, it's not and uh, MJF and, and Darby. Well, I guess no. that's a different pay per view. Yeah, I know but, what you mean. I know what you like, mean. So, it's, so like, and obviously there is one that I put on there, and it was, you know, spoiler that cage match. But uh, I think it's just the the emotions that you know you're gonna have at home to you know obviously be in there live. Um, like I mean, your surroundings also make a difference in how you view it. But I I would say. I mean, I get what you're saying, but I kind of rewatched some of the important matches, you know, back, you know, See, and I streaming. Didn't. That was my problem, because I didn't go back and rewatch them, and I should have. And that's where I fault myself for not doing that. But like, like Punk mm-hmm. Kingston was the shortest match of the of the show, but the minute Kingston laid him out with that with the backhand before the match started, yep. in my head I'm going five stars. I'm like, this is incredible. Yeah. You know, and, and it's, it's one of my thoughts. It's one of my favorites of the year, and I think one of the best ones. It was just a, a 10, 11, 12-minute brawl where, you know, two dudes, two friends, you know, let's be real. They're friends, kind of, sort of. They're peers. Um, but, you know, they know each other, and they have that history. So a lot of animosity and, and love and respect and, you know, just who's going to be the better man. We've all been mm-hmm. there with, you know, certain people, and, you know, that I, I totally got understood the realness of that, you know, of of that matchup there. So that's why it's, I hold that, you know, brawl in the highest regard. And, and a lot of it, too, is it's just like, the, you know, I'm there watching it with you and, you know, things like that. Or we're, you know, we're bantering and, and talking and enjoying it in the crowd. And, you know, like like mm-hmm. the, the that six-man tag, the six-man street fight with uh, – with um, the super click and the Lucha Express, Jungle, Ex- Jungle, yeah. Jungle Express, Jurassic Express. I could never say the name right. Um, like <laughs> Meltzer, Meltzer went five and a half stars or some shit on that match. And I'm like, yeah, no, it was fantastic live. But like when I really went and thought about it, I was like, I don't really remember anything that happened other than just wild shit. You know what I mean? Then jumping off where Doof was, right? Yeah, yeah, where you could where you could see Doof on there when Christian dies. <laughs> so I don't know. It's that was just what made it hard for me. But uh, my number one angle of the year was Matt Cardona, GCW, the Nick Gage title change. Just everything he did with that company was just yeah. He he proved, and continues to do. Yep, and and I'll talk about him later. But that was. I, I mean, I was I was making laps in my living room when I watched that. I couldn't believe how great it was. Him and Gage or him and Rhino? Him and Gage. <laughs> him and Rhino. 
I love it for the ECW TV title. That's so perfect. Um, my number one is, I mean, what's bigger than the Forbidden Door worldwide? As we said, you know, we saw, you know, uh, Takashita from DDT Pro just drove an AEW one Friday night. You're like, what? This is awesome. Uh, to, you know, of course, Kenny Omega, period, and various companies, whether in Mexico or based out of Canada and or Tennessee, I think Tennessee, um, and, you know, with Impact and, you know, just kind of various other companies here and there and just becoming the belt collector, uh, you know, kind of through the year was, was really awesome. Um, and then, oh, yeah, you know, we got, you know, the pseudo bullet club, you know, reunion, you know, we got Gallows and Anderson kind of coming around a little more and, and this and that. And it, it was just a really fun time. But when you see Kenta just come out and just start knocking heads and swearing on live television, it was just really, really cool to see. And then, of course, Kenny Omega going to Impact Wrestling on their pay-per-views. And there's obviously so many more, uh, you know, variations of the Forbidden Door that we've seen, of course, currently. Mickey James uh, is the Impact Women's Champion, even <laughs> though she's on and from NWA. Um, but also we're just in the WWE Royal Rumble. So, uh, but no, the, the forbidden door is, isn't just fantastic to watch. Um, and, 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 you know, in Puro, we, we also saw it. So, uh, of course with, you know, leading up to the big Noah, new Japan showdown, as we saw this year, um, in Russell kingdom night three on the 8th of January. But, uh, before that, seeing them kind of come and, and make the challenge, you know, in the late fall, uh, it was really interesting to see. And then, of course, DDT and uh, and Noah, even though they shared the same, uh, you know, uh, umbrella, uh, it was still to kind of see the Cyber Fight Festivals, you know, in 2021 and then them doing it again in 2022 with Noah, you know, continuing that steam and DDT having a lot to prove. So Forbidden Door has just been fantastic to watch. Uh, cannot wait to see more. And, oh, yeah, you know. New Japan's doing some things. Shout out Jay White. <laughs> um, next up, we have our heel of the year. Alex, I added an honorable mention to mine just because of something I mentioned as of the last month. But my honorable mention that I had to add was Shun Skywalker, just because once yes. again that December was just something else that just blew my mind. Um, but my number five heel, the leader head trainer of America's top team, the one and only Dan Lambert coming in at number five. My number five, uh, usually in all of our hearts, our number one, uh, but Ata, leader of, uh, of uh, Dragon Gate's uh, R.E.D. and then, of course, um, with uh, the Dog Army of, of Japan, is that what they're called in those? Peros del Mar de Japón. The, the bad dog. I'm Mexican. I don't even know what that means. Sad. <laughs> um, but Ace are kind of showing up in there, you know, teaming up with uh, with Ogawa, another uh, famous shithead dick kicker, uh, but just a wonderful unit and a scumbag and uh, my number five at heel of 2021. Uh, my number four goes to the man who will be taking over this company for a long time going forward. Uh, he's only 20 years old, I believe, at this point. But man who is definitely going to be leading his own faction uh, coming up soon, I assume. The one and only S.B. Kento. 
Nice. I love it. Uh, going back to what uh, Ryan was talking about a little earlier, Matt Cardona having a career resurgence in 2021, and that definitely had the help with his hatred of uh, game-changer wrestling. I always want to call it global wars wrestling for some reason, <laughs> but game-changer wrestling, uh, and, of course, the wonderful feud uh, leading into Nick Gage, uh, but, of course, him kind of mocking John Moxley, uh, which was really interesting, and, you know, him – just hating the fans and the culture and, you know, just, just playing on it, uh, whether it's on his podcast or various YouTube clips uh, or him, you know, kind of taking over uh, festivals. But Matt Cardona <laughs> in his ways and his hatred of GCW, my number four. Hell yeah, that's a great one. Great one. I wish I would have added that, and I didn't. Uh, my number three was somebody who took the ball and ran with it and had some of the scummiest moments in the second half of 2021, and I don't want anything different in this, this calendar year as well. Uh, but Ueno Taizo and Starlight Kid. Love it. Love it. I need it. That's a great answer. Great, great. <laughs> um, just, yeah, I mean, she's just enjoying the hell out of it. It's fun to watch. And then when she breaks your heart by doing some uh, – some some horrific heel shit. It's uh it's it's pretty remarkable to see. Uh as was my number three, uh this guy, you know, kinda is a huge fan favorite. He started the yes movement, main evented, you know, WrestleMania thirty and opened the show to a fantastic classic match with Triple H, had to retire, came back, had another, you know, championship run, and then, you know, just did some cool stuff played off heel, became a face, you know, and just was great. Uh, Daniel Bryan, you know, then went on to main event WrestleMania just to get pinned, but played his part, inserted into the match because they needed him and they needed his face capabilities. Q to AEW, as we said, it comes in at all out, but a few months later has a fantastic classic bout uh, with Kenny Omega. And then after that, wins the title, world title eliminator tournament. And then says the hangman page, I'm coming after your title. I'm coming after your friends, and I'm going to kick their bleeping heads in. And just came week after week to take out members of the Dark Order until he got to hangman Adam Page. Uh, and it was just fantastic at Winter is Coming, and, and they had a classic Broadway of a match there, and again, he just did it heelish, switched it up. This is the Brian Danielson I've always heard that you've talked about for years that I've heard from many people. I said, that guy can't be a dick, and boy, he can be a big <laughs> dick. Right. And, uh, it's just wonderful to watch. And uh, Brian Danielson, my number three. By the way, Prestige Wrestling, uh, February 27th, announced their their latest card, Ty Valkyrie's on it, Chelsea Green's on it. There's a Clark Connors versus JTG match on there. Alex Shelley, Ooh. Tom Lawler, Dalton Castle, Mike Bailey in a four-way. And a PCO versus Kelvin Tankman match. <laughs> that what? match is going to work. My number two was a man who just couldn't have been scummier when scum was a thing last year, and I loved it. Uh, just everything about him just exuded, ugh. Especially when he came through the forbidden door and Kenny Omega tried to befriend him, and he told Kenny Omega to shut the fuck up. And then it's <laughs> Kenta. 
<laughs> my number two. Love it. I love it. <laughs> my number two, um, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, MJF, not said. But man, what he said about Brian Pillman Jr. Uh, and his mom and on live TV and just, I mean, again, it's MJF. Just YouTube him and his yeah, promo. Yeah, a crack whore. <laughs> him hey, and Darby me, Allen had one of the best builds. Him and Punk just killed it to end it. Remember that? What's that? Everybody's like, let me look up in the sky and talk to your dad. Hey, oh, Brian, yeah. what am I kidding? Let me look. Hey, Billman, I know you're down there. God, he's so. <laughs> so good. Man. So, so uh, good. Uh, but you know who's not so good is your number one. Uh, I don't even need to repeat anything because you did for me. MJF is my number one. I mean, there's nobody for me that, that does it like that. Oh, contraire, Ryan. My number one uh, CFO, CEO, I don't know, but he's firing a lot of people. I'm making a WWE <laughs> a lot of money. Dick uh, Khan, my heel of 2021. The guy's just releasing Jeff Hardy, I don't know, Drake Maverick, John Morrison, Tegan Knox, Isaiah Swerve Scott, Ember Moon, Nia Jax, uh, Keith Lee, Karrion Cross, everyone, Mia Yim. Just so many people, so many announcers, just crazy. Bobby Fish, just letting Kyle O'Reilly go, Adam Cole go. Uh, and then, of course, Ryan, this is a, has to affect you, but no one no one worse than the nature boy, Ric Flair, as he was uh, taken off of the raw beginning and replaced by the ultimate warrior of all people. <laughs> Thanks, Dana. Um, and, uh, yeah, just, you know, kind of just trying to kill his career in the E lights or, or you know, in the history of the E there, uh, which is unfortunate, but nothing can kill the nature boy. But uh, Nick Khan, unfortunately, will damn sure try. Uh, Nick Khan, my number one heel. And <laughs> be Yeah, you're tight as hell. Um, We'll go to the, the brighter side of it as we will move on to the baby face of the year. Ooh. Uh, right now, my number five, Alex, former Open the Dream Gate champion, a man who I'm going to just brush my hair apart like he does. I'm going with Yamato at number five. Whoa. I wish I had hair like him and you. Uh, my number <laughs> five, uh, he can't get to the ring in, I don't know, less than five minutes because – uh, the MDK gang is going all <laughs> in. Nick Gage just getting the warrior pop um, at the Hammerstein Ballroom to Atlantic to anywhere in Chicago, Dallas, uh, and or Detroit, and, of course, Los Angeles. Uh, him breaking his ankle and or leg, uh, you know, that, and then him still coming out to wrestle to the biggest pop, even though he can barely move. Uh, but the fans are into it. And, of course, having that dark side of the ring to get to know a little bit more of Nick Gage. Uh, and, of course, the pizza cutter leading into a Domino's commercial on Dynamite <laughs> against Chris Jericho makes him my number five baby face of the year. <laughs> my number four is the new white belt champion who won at the end of the year, <laughs> defeating Tam Nakano for it. Saya Kamatani. She won the Cinderella uh, tournament. She was the Queen's Quest babyface uh, who just yeah. kept coming up and coming up. And then finally, 
you know, she she did the damn thing, and I give her mad kudos. Uh, just a tremendous work. Saya Kamatan. Wow. She's the fans love her, and and they should. Is she the one who did the Phoenix Splash at Russell King yes. this year, right? In their match. Yeah. Yeah. Where she's like obsessed with Kabushi, right? I don't know if she is, but she definitely is a, is is a bad. I mother. thought she was, she was like she was like trying to hit like on on a wrestler in the post show or something. I want to say it was a boost. She was like, I'm the big fan, but I also love you or something like that. I don't I'm know. Love, wow. I'm looking for it right now. Let's see. But, um, but my number four. Uh, I respect Someday I'd like to wrestle in the streets and fly from the top of a vending machine. I don't think that's true. Sai Kamatani, though. <laughs> um, that's love right there. Bianca um, Belair, though. Hell yeah. She's yeah, Bianca Belair. Uh, just phenomenal moments at the Royal Rumble in 2021, all the way to that historic, significant, wonderful main event against Sasha Banks, WrestleMania Night 1. Uh, in front of a crowd that was all for it um, to, you know, uh, okay, title reign. You know, I'm not going to lie. I did enjoy the uh, the matchup with Bailey, made her a little bit more likable. Kind of forgot after she uh, gets uh, squashed by a returning Becky Lynch at SummerSlam again. Panic mode by the WWE, um, bringing her back so soon. But, uh, of course, getting that heel heat. But, you know, she kind of regained it back at the end of the year. And, you know, Bianca Belair looking a little bit more uh, – you know, in the spotlight again into 2022. So, Bianca, my number four. Oh, my God. So, I found something where she busted into Rosie Ogawa's office and demanded a match with Kota Ibushi. Whoa. Is that going to happen? Uh, and she said, on a vending machine? Uh, yeah, probably not. But, uh, oh, my God. There's something that I'm, I'm filming on Snapchat that I'm going to send you that happened in her match at Nagoya Street Fight against Unagi Sayaka that I haven't watched yet. Um, no. I'm just going to send it to the group chat so everybody can watch this. But, um, you know, I might have to wait to watch High Stakes and finish Nagoya's street fight because I didn't I, I didn't know that, that Unagi Sayaka was going to do this type of shit to uh, Sayaka Tani. <laughs> How did she get the okay to wrestle in the streets? I mean, because she's tight. Kamatani barges into Rosie Ogawa's backstage in the middle of an important meeting to demand a match with Kota Ibushi. Can they yeah, do so that? Uh, probably not. Like, probably wouldn't that, like, know. wouldn't, no, but, like, she's serious. I mean, I remember watching that YouTube gimmick, but, like, like would that crush the New Japan, like, Legacy or historian's view no, of the company. Kota Bushi's one of his famous matches is against Yoshihiko. I mean, I get that, but that was pre New Japan. That's okay. I'm saying like they're they're both Bushi. New though. Japan does. I mean, but they let's start them on their card. I mean, not even just on a dark match. So I mean, that's progress for them. It, it'll, Obviously, it'll again, same on un- same umbrella. You know, with Bushi Road, so... Never will that happen. What if it's at Choco Pro? (laughs) Then they'd be jumping off of windows and shit. Did you watch that snap I said? I mean, it sounds like they kind of want a match like that. That's both of their wheelhouses, apparently. Watch that snap I said. And and I want to hear, like, your thoughts on what I just witnessed that made me almost throw up. 
Oh, Jesus. And also, what's your number three? <laughs> My number three goes to uh, the man who don't get no damn respect. We need justice for Kaito. Kaito Kiyomiya. Guy's such a oh. baby face. That move is not a baby face. Jesus. Yeah, I, I didn't know she did that shit. I was like, well, that that happened in the middle of the match. <laughs> I, gotta I watch love the out. aggression. My God. Like, and I love how she did like, the mother. crossroads, but it was more yep. instead of doing like the like the, the motion for it, she just grabbed her by her face and swung her face off the apron to the crowd. Yeah. It, was more, it was so much more violent. Jesus. Like totally <laughs> missing every match in the world. Unagi Sayaka, oh. man. She's like, I will win for Tam Nakano. Like, it's just <laughs> looping, and I can't not watch. <laughs> I, I, and then my uh, Mina Shirakawa is just in the background, just dancing. And everyone's really happy. <laughs> you know, because it's Mina Shirakawa, and she toys. Alex, who is your number three? Uh, my number three, as I stated, he was a bastard. Uh, come around <laughs> November in All Elite Wrestling, but a darling in the WWE from January all the way till about April. Uh, Brian Danielson, again, as we said, uh, needed, they begged him. They needed him to be inserted <laughs> to get the fans, uh, you know, against Roman Reigns at WrestleMania here and uh, Brian Danielson, my number three. God, I'm watching it as you saved it in our group chat. I'm just watching her. Like, dies. Uh, my number two is a man we briefly talked about, and I don't think he's going to make a lot of lists, but I really had him high on this because everything he did was like truth and passion and a guy who was literally grinding for himself to because he, he hasn't had anything in life and it was it just, everything felt like a shoot. Uh, number two for me is that yeah. Kingston. That realness brings that connection to the fans yeah. closer each time. It's it's wonderful to see. I I love that pick. Uh, I'm jealous of that pick. My number two though, Shun Skywalker, Dragon Gate, uh, Masquerade, yeah. really awesome faction. Uh, definitely, probably that that second match. Um, you know, kind of in seeing them as a unit, that second show, I should say, was uh, was really cool to see, and I, I kind of finally. Um, realize what you've been talking about him for the last couple of years uh, since, you know, we've been watching Dragon Gate a little more. But, uh, yeah, no, it, you know, just the character worked. Uh, obviously, he had that merch to sell with the mask, and, uh, you know, he just looked like that Mr. Do-Gooder, you know, of Dragon Gate until, of course, we saw him kind of have that breakdown uh, to kind of end in 2021, as Ryan stated a little earlier. But uh, before then, uh, definitely led the uh, top face faction, uh, which would then, of course, be in champion, making the top face of that company. So, Shun Skywalker at number two. Shun Skywalker is the guy who, like Brian Danielson, was so good last year. He made both of our lists. Like, if you really, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, as a heel and babyface. I think Shun Skywalker, <laughs> if he keeps this momentum up, he's the guy that is going to, without a shadow of a doubt, um, make, make a wrestler of the year list next year. He can do what he did this mm-hmm. year. I just I don't I don't see anybody that can out, outdo him because he was just like I'm mad he's not in my top ten wrestler of the year like I'm pissed Ooh. at myself that I couldn't fit him in there because there was so yeah. much good stuff that I liked but he was tremendous man 
you know, you could argue he was the ace of Dragon Gate, and I don't even, I think I had somebody from Dragon Gate in my top ten, and it wasn't him, and I could argue he was more of a, of a MVP than that guy, but yeah, it, it was it was just a tough year in grading because this year was so there was so much good stuff to outweigh the negative this year. You know what I mean? Uh, but my number one baby face, I, I every time I tried to go a different way, I couldn't do it. Um, I had to go Hangman Adam Page. I mean, the guy nice. the guy came up, got the got the strap to end the year. Deserved it. The crowd and and what won it when when the crowd chanted beat alcoholism. And he shut the you deserve it. <laughs> he did. John Moxley's like, but I did it for real, you assholes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but Adam Page is like, I didn't deserve it. I earned it. And I'm like, thank you. Shut these idiots up with that stupid chant. Ah, oh, Adam Page is just tremendous. Uh, wonderful pick. My number one, though, uh, I mean, CM Punk coming back Looking in Chicago. Back. First dance. I mean, every time we got, I mean, hell, we got to see him come out twice and with crazy, raucous crowds, uh, one being in our hometown of Chicago and uh, just wonderful to see. Uh, great. I mean, it, again, promos. It, it seemed like, you know, nothing was lost and we're getting everything, uh, you know, kind of catching up in the last seven years and uh, the evolution of the character is still growing. Uh, with this new uh, crop of wrestlers, and uh, as we just saw with uh, MJF there, um, looks like uh, he could definitely get some people into that stratosphere once he finally does hang up the boots for good. And and I want to say, too, real quick before we go to our feud of the year, I have nothing against uh, Punk and Danielson and things like that, but I knew – a part of me knew where you were going to go on some of your lists, and I wanted to try to make mine a little different for the sake of – you know, both of us having good content and, and delivering different opinions and thoughts. So yeah. by no means am I shitting on Danielson and Punk by not having him on a lot of these things. I just, you know, I was like, it's going to get talked about as it deserves, so let me go a different path. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and I mean, they're they're so deserving, you know. Uh, feud of the year. This was a fun one because we had some really good stuff. My number five feud of the year goes to Adam Page and Kenny Omega. Ooh, I love it. Stay Puff Marshmallow and all, right? <laughs> no, I mean, cultivated, you know, Adam Page with that two-year storyline leading up to the AEW championship, of course, oh, losing that first to get all out. Uh, but, you know, him and Kenny, you know, of course, they're Bullet Club brethren. You know, it's for life, you know, no matter where you go, Dark Order or not where you become, you know, part of the elite again. Um, I agree. And the reason why I'm talking a little more is because that's my number two feud, uh, Omega and Adam Page. <laughs> well, so, yeah, you know, it's, too. It's, it's a... when, when they won the tag, not to cut you off, um, when, yeah, no, when they won the tag ahead. titles, everyone was so excited about, you know, we're like, oh, my God, Page pulled it off. And it all became mm-hmm. about Kenny Omega being, Kenny finally <laughs> won the title, and they completely swerved us by making it yeah. all about Kenny and not Paige. Like, this thing has been brewing since 2019. Oof. Ah, hey. Gotta it's just, love just storytelling. Uh, but, yeah, uh, but yeah, no, definitely. Uh, my number five, though, uh, uh, Matt Cardona versus Game Changer Wrestling. You know, Nick Gage, Effie. <laughs> Hell yeah! Uh, you know, and just everyone in between, and the fans, and Brett Lauderdale. Uh, you know, just 
wonderful for him. Uh, Chelsea Green, of course, you know, kind of getting there, um, you know, getting her shot in with the uh, with the crowd there as well. Uh, wonderful statement in 2022 with their match. Uh, I did enjoy, you know, not a lot of people did, uh, but that ECW flavor they definitely brought. And uh, I finally understood them as a tandem. But Cardona, I'm, you know, happy that he's, enjoy, you know, having this ride. They're good together. Uh, on independence. And, yeah. They get it. it. They really get it. Um, mm-hmm. Ironically, I'm trying to copy you as I always do. Uh, that was my number two feud of the year. Whoa, what was that? Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, the Page and Omega was your number two. Well, that was my number two. Uh, My number four. All right, let's say our number three at the same time then, right? Well, we said our number four. Oh, yeah, that's right. My number four is... One, two, three. Nakajima Kitamiya. Ooh. Oh, Burt Baker Thunder Rosa. <laughs> I, I mean, I already talked about Nakajima Kitamiya, so. I oh, we'll talk about, about them a little later on as well. But no, Baker and Thunder Rosa, of course, having that lights out match, uh, culminating both of these women uh, into the stratosphere in professional wrestling. Uh, you know, kind of getting to chatter a little bit more on that AEW women's division. Uh, of course, Thunder Rosa, you know, kind of spreading her rings or wings in other you know federations and companies. Uh, throughout 2021 as well. Uh, but Britt Baker kind of, you know, taking that torch, beating her Kurushita for that title, and, uh, you know, then having this title reign and, you know, kind of taking or being considered into that four pillars talk of AEW uh, as she's been a fan favorite, um, even though she is a heel as they come. But, uh, no, uh, but Breaker, Baker and Thunder Rosa. Uh, fantastic feud that's brewing into their uh, brawn or Thunderbreaker. Oh, that's <laughs> Thunderbreaker. A cool uh, but leading into something right, big into 2022. Um, my number three goes to a feud that's still going, but damn, it was so hot at the end of the year, I couldn't leave it off the list. CM Punk, MJF. Woo! Love it. Just, just great. I mean, I, what was your favorite promo? I still love when he was when he called him PG Punk and and they went back and forth in that that like main initial one mm-hmm. when they were talking about you know the Triple H thing and it, oh my god that, that initial one was famous so things. good yeah it, oh my god they were just taking shots bro it was so good yeah oh. what's your uh, what's your number three. Uh, my number three is uh, Nick Gage and John Moxley. Uh, Moxley yeah. kind of showed up in Game Changer, he's, he's you know, and just kind of kind of getting that. And then, you know, Moxley winning the uh, GCW championship uh, from Gage there and, uh, you know, kind of him carrying that even to this day. And, uh, you know, just uh, wonderful to kind of see these hardcore icons go at it, rekindle their feud from yesteryear. Um, and the crowd just, you know, kind of being just for the match itself. Um, and, you know, not kind of picking sides there. So, but, uh, I, I really enjoyed this feud and the teases kind of throughout the year was, was a lot of fun. I, I still, to this day, will, will not, will not ever mark harder in the last bit when, when Cardona did the Moxley and everyone thought it was Moxley and then it was fucking Matt Cardona of all people. Oh, oh so oh. good. Um, and my number one feud 
to me, this is a no-brainer. I'm probably on an island with this one, but for me, it's a no-brainer. Um, Utami Hayashi, Shida, Fiori. I There was nothing better in 2021 than that. It was incredible. Two draws in a row. A knockout. Close on December. I mean, God bless America. I I know. I'll talk about it more later, but uh, just incredible. Just, I mean, this feud, you had the the emotion behind her mom dying, and she's going to win it for her mom, mm-hmm. and she can't get the job done when she's winning tournaments, and but she can't beat Utami, and Utami's, you know, 23 years old, and she's unbeatable, and then Fiori finally, ah, I mean, this was this was the best well book storyline in, I mean, in ages for me. I, nothing touches that to me. Agreed, and that's why that's my number one as well. And hell yeah, like like it's just there was that feud was so special and so good in so many different ways. And in mm-hmm. you know when um you know we, we talked we talked on on um you know you know on the air with Kristen Ashley when we we discussed after the the Noah show there or the the Stardom mm-hmm. show. And just, you know, with her, you know, with her pushing women's wrestling and stuff, like, just hearing her, how how passionate she was on it, too, like, like there was nothing mm-hmm. better than that. It was just, God, it was so good. Oh. And they just wanted to murder each other in the ring yeah. and outside of the ring and off of the apron <laughs> and into the crowd and running at the guardrail, like, it was just wonderful again the trilogy of matches is, is some of the best uh wrestling um of the modern era for sure i mean especially i i would say in joshi um that i've seen in a while but i'm also very so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you're not you're not an idiot like you can understand like you you could you could turn that on and go everything that's on here makes sense this is complete <laughs> passion and empathy and just two people putting everything out there for the for the for the sport trying so like it, you didn't you didn't need to be be spoon fed this shit it was everything was so good about i mean this feel was so good we're gonna man. see who's the best wrestler in their ring at that time and they couldn't the one time because it went to a broadway they couldn't the other time because they're knocking <laughs> each other out and, and then you know Fury finally gets the win yeah this was I, I I don't think there's been a better feud since twenty seventeen with Okada Omega that year. I really don't. I I cannot speak to how great this this feud was. I mean it just oh, probably I mean, just, the best of uh yeah, I would say the best uh, feud in, in in quite some time. Where I mean, it delivered on the matches, especially within a calendar year in such a short amount of time. And this did the same thing, too. If you remember Okada Omega, that match really made New Japan mainstream. You know, that was mm-hmm. the match where after that, people, everyone started, what's with New Japan? It started, they started touring America. They started, yep. you know, they got on access. People started buying the network. This match did that for Stardom. Stardom was on Wrestle Kingdom this year. Like, this, this match was the exact same thing. This was what made Stardom, like, noticeable. And right both the these bat. women were in the top 10 PWI uh, women's wrestlers of 2021. Yeah. I believe Tommy well, Tommy finished two, two. And Shiri yeah, at seven. seven. Yep. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, like this was just, 
it was it was like it was like when Okada got wrestler of the year in 2017 on the PWI and Omega got it in 2018. Like you never would have yep. thought New Japan would have back to back wrestlers, but it was so good you just couldn't. There was no way to not put it on there. If 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 Bianca Belair did not beat Sasha Banks at Mania, we would have seen. I can guarantee you, Utami Hayashi Shida on the cover of the PWI. Whoa! Think of that. I mean, think of the impact well, that no, would have made. That's very true. Yeah, it's very true. It's it's the same thing when when Okada was on the cover. Everyone goes, "Holy shit!" They put a Japanese guy on the cover. Yeah, because he was that good. And that's how good mm-hmm. Utami was last year. And Siori, you could argue, was better. I, and he's in the uh, Hall of Fame this year. The um, Mini Okada yeah, first, is in the... Yep, uh, uh, Wrestling Observer. First Observer ballot. Hall of Fame, yeah. Of course, you get the one dickhead who doesn't vote for him, so he's not unanimous. Like, who doesn't vote for Okada? Are you stupid? <laughs> you shouldn't have a ballot. You're get the guy man who, out. You're the guy who didn't unanimously vote like Derek Jeter into the Hall of Fame. Like you're an idiot. Like you're you're a true idiot. You are a stupid human being. You shouldn't have an opinion. I'm yeah. sorry if that's harsh, but it's like you're you're dumb. <laughs> There's no other way to put it. Like you're you're literally doing it to be a troll. Is what you're literally is what you're doing. You're doing it to be a jack off. We was I didn't vote him. You did it on purpose to get the clout. That's the only reason. And I hope they never out who did it, so nobody will ever know, so they don't get that satisfaction. But. I that that's a whole different argument I'm gonna get pissed off about that I don't we'll get into another time. Um, best promotion of the year coming up next. I have an honorable mention, Alex. I had Game Changer honorable mention. They didn't make my top five, but I wanted them to be known because of how much I knew we were gonna talk about them. But my number five was the new company that with debt backed, and I have fallen in love with these oh. guys. All their shows are on YouTube. My number five promotion of the year is great. I I am a I am a super fan of this company, man. <laughs> I just awesome. I don't know what it is, but I love Great. They're so fun. Sean Hart's oh, orchestra has been tremendous. If that would have been a longer feud, it would have made my feud of the year. Oof. Plus, you get Strong Hearts, which is you know a great staple when you can get Seahawk and a long-haired, uh, luscious hair. Yeah, uh, listen to in his tan. I hope we get Lindemann Dusty, man. Oh, we will. Uh, my number five, uh, Game Changer Wrestling. Uh, just nice. because, again, brought some the feud. Uh, you know, again, the, that, that ECW of this era uh, definitely has that nostalgic vibe, uh, as we just witnessed back at the Hammerstein last month. Uh, but in 20, 2021, they kind of carried on with some awesome uh, fantasy booking matchups. Uh, you know, kind of all year and and various run-ins, you know, with a Cardona and a Moxley, just to name a few. Um, so, yeah, game changer, my number five. Uh, my number four goes to AEW. They put up some of the best pay-per-views. I think, you know, the more I've thought about this over the last couple of weeks. Premium live events, Ryan. <laughs> oh, man. I, um... I think AEW Dynamite on a week-in and week-out basis might be the best episodic pro wrestling show we've ever had in America. Whoa. Just, just think about... Better than ECW at 2 a.m.? <laughs> think, think about this. When you, when, you look at, when you look at AEW, right? We're getting yeah. Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson. 
Adam Page and Brian Danielson twice. Raw never gave a shit like that. Night Show never did that. It was great, but it was never like this. Yeah, which which was fine. And then we got Rock Foley, where Foley wins the title. It just for whatever for whatever reason, I I just like you watch Dynamite and it's just like man, this is like this is incredible wrestling, and we're getting it free every week. Mm-hmm. So oh, AEW my number four. Um, my number four, a uh, Stardom uh, from the wonderful oh. uh, feud that we just talked to Tommy Hayashishida and Shiri uh, to Azumi. To of course Donna Del Mundo uh, and Julia and and that wonderful group, um, but also you know uh, Starlight Kid, uh, Mayu Iwatani. Just I mean, so many awesome wrestlers, so many cool factions. Um, your Queen's Quest, your Wait Till Tie, uh, you know, kind of your goons, if you will, in, in a Wait Till Tie, especially. Uh, they can wrestle, but they can also, you know, kind of be the fall girl, if you will, and make uh, make them still look good in the uh, in the end there. But uh, Stardom, wonderful, awesome promotion. I cannot wait to get more into that in 2022. But my number four of 2021. Uh, my number three is Pro Wrestling Noah. Had some of the best wrestlers of the year for me. Some of my favorite matches. I mean, Noah will always be near and dear to my heart. And I think... They really rallied when Nakajima won that title after the Muda stuff. Um, it, it just really closed out 2021. Mm-hmm. Oh, gotcha. Um, my number three, All Elite Wrestling, like Ryan said, puts on a phenomenal uh, premium live event. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, Dynamite uh, and, you know, even Rampages were pretty hot in the beginning. Uh, you know, they kind of showcase your Adam Coles, your Daniel Garcia's, uh, your hooks, if you will, um, but that's a that's a good thing, um, and you know it's becoming a, a great viable company. Of course, free agents are coming. Of course, you hear you know this and that, uh, you know some infighting, you know if you will, with the EVPs, you know and whatnot. Contracts being let go, uh, but contracts getting signed as well. Wrestlers getting lost in the shuffle. I'm sure diversity, you know, of course uh, has to be looked upon, you know, I, I suppose, but. Um, Besides that, again, a great product. It's always interesting. Tony Khan's always interesting. And, oh, yeah, the Forbidden Door. <laughs> uh, my number two company in 2021 goes to Dragon Gate. We've talked so much about Dragon Gate that, I mean, I don't really have a lot to say about it. We, we've, they just, their storylines, their, their booking, the angles they do. I mean, they already started off 2022 with a, with those banger Corican I mean, that Corican show on the 13th and 14th might have been the best Corican Dragon Gate shows ever. I mean, the way that they changed the landscape of this company, I love it, man. Dragon Gate coming at number two for me. That's awesome. Uh, my number two was Noah uh, from Nakajima. Yeah. Uh, Zaki, unfortunately, losing that title uh, to Muto. Uh, but, you know... Uh, also, I got to see, a, a, you know, Kiyomiya uh, and Nakajima, uh, Congo brethren, and, and having one of the best cage matches I think I've ever seen, um, let alone you know, the arena matches I've ever seen. Um, and it was just stiffness is all hell, but it was between, you know, uh, two friends and, and two stable mates at the time. 
Uh, who were also tag champs, you know, and just it was a crazy <laughs> whirlwind of a storyline. It seemed like it should have been expanded within months, but I'm pretty sure, meaning like six months, but I'm pretty sure it was like two months. Uh, but uh, Noah just had some fantastic stuff. And, oh, yeah, Kano, the serial killer. Uh, yeah. Right fight, cyber fight against, the, you know, Takagi. <laughs> random fight. DDT, DDT game was, was just great to see. Uh, but, yeah, Noah – uh, taking over, you know, DDT and also, you know, kind of invading New Japan. Uh, some really interesting stuff. So my number two, Noah. Um, my number one, I've thrown roses at their feet this whole time, but Stardom took number one for me. I, I, I was so invested in this company last year. It had my best feud of the year. Um, just, just to start, and even this year they're starting out strong with Risa Sarah and and companies showing up, faction like uh, another company's invading, talking shit to Julia and stuff. Like, like this what? company just doesn't. Yeah, Risa Sarah and, and and a bunch of them from um, I think oh god, where they're they're going from Academy, I think. I don't think they're Wave, no. But um, like and, and, and Roja's over there from Marvelous. Like it's just it's God, it's good, man. Stardom just doesn't a, fail ever. No. Like that, yeah, they that, start watching. That, They're getting invaded. That's cool. That's just hands down my company, man. I, I, I love um, Risa Sarah. I got to figure out where the hell she came in from. Uh, Ice Ribbon. That's what it was. Oh. So, um, in 2021, there was um, a prominence. They had this rando show um, that had some of the Ice Ribbon people that defected. But Risa Sarah, who was in Ice Ribbon, where Julia was when Julia defected in 2019 from uh, when she when she ditched um, uh, I can't remember her first name, but her last name's Tequila, uh, in Ice Ribbon to join Stardom. Risa Sarah showed up, and was like, "Bitch, you you left us high and dry," and they started getting in their face and stuff like, and Julia's just like punking them out. And then Suzu Suzuki showed up, uh, Harangi Karumi, Akan Fujita, Mochi Miyagi, the, the whole prominent stable showed up in stardom at the Supreme Fight. And they just started, they started whooping Julia's ass. Donna Damondo came out. I'm like, oh, my God. Prominence is in stardom. They're feuding with Donna Damondo, who's one of my favorite, favorite uh, units in all of wrestling. Risa Sarah awesome. or Suzu Suzuki, either of those two work in Julia is is going to be fantastic. Like, Stardom just continues. They brought in uh, Fekla and Mirai, who I said they were going to bring in, I, right on the air with with uh, with with uh, Kristen Ashley. I said, look, these, these two girls are going to show up. And you're going to love them. Apparently, Mirai at the Nagoya Street Fight that I still need to finish. Her and Siori, like this was like a career defining performance by Mirai with Siori. Uh, so Siori's doing oh. it again. I can't wait to see this match. Like. So the fact that, I mean, Sarge just they just keep bringing people in. They don't give a shit about tradition. Like, we're, we're buying talent. Let's do it. And whatever. Screw it. I don't even care. Let's go. <laughs> I'm all in it, man. Awesome. Um, man, that got me hyped. Uh, as well, uh, did, speaking of factions, uh, Dragon Gate, my number one. Um, oh, yeah. just I from... knew it was going to be a combination of those four for us. <laughs> Nice. nice. <laughs> kind of, kind yeah. of in their AEW Dragon Gate start of Noah. 
just uh, from pure wrestling to wacky cage matches with uh, gu- uh, random blow-up guns and, you know, weapons here and there. But, um, uh, you know, just kind of building your characters. And, oh, yeah, building new stars. Uh, oh, we God. saw uh, parts of uh, R.E.D. Uh, and, you know, of course, uh, funky Jackie Kamea. Uh, kind of being hurt a little, but when he would be in the ring, he would uh, kind of turn heads and, you know, kind of say, I got to look at that guy. Um, and just uh, it's just wonderful wrestling. Uh, yeah, Shun Skywalker, again, just a, a great champion throughout uh, 2021 um, and, you know, kind of built that character and kind of showed that inner turmoil uh, within Masquerade there. And, uh, you know, it was just some cool stuff, kind of something for everyone. Dragon Gate, uh, and that's why they're my number one. You know, like obviously, you, you look at AEW because of what they are Noah, Dragon Gate, and Stardom. Those were our, our top four, just in a different order. It it was amazing how much better those companies were ahead of everybody. Yeah. Like, like 2021, you had to look and try to find something to watch. You, you want the women, you got Stardom. You want the, the American vibe with, with great wrestling still attached to an AEW. You want the, the dramatic storylines. You got Dragon Gate. If you want stiff violence, you got Noah. Like, they just, yeah. these companies said, Perfect you know, and, and even to be fair, G, GCW, too, you're number five in my honorable mention. The only wacky one was me putting great in there, and that's just because I, I'm a mark because I, I'm, like, digging the shit out of this company. <laughs> but it, I mean, it was just it was it was a simple year where you knew your best companies. Yeah, and, oh, and yeah. they were not afraid to take the ball and run with it. None of us had DDT. Um, yeah. Again, my lack of watching kind of you know hurt that. They're usually on my list. Uh, but crazy though, none of us batted an eyelash. Ryan, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah, not even wow. close. Um, a unit of the year, Alex. I thought this was a fun one this year. Uh, my number five unit of the year is I went with the elite, the, the elite. <laughs> uh, the young box, Kenny Omega, just had great years. They deserve to be on this list. Great. Uh, my number five, the bloodline. Uh, oh. you know, of course, headed by Paul Heyman as the, uh, the wonderful mouthpiece, the consigliere, if you will, uh, to the head of the table. Roman Reigns, the champ for, I don't know, like 700 days. He's reaching Okada levels, apparently. Uh, and the Usos, uh, very fun storyline, uh, you know, kind of throughout uh, 2021. Again, some really great feuds, uh, Cena being one of them. Uh, of course, uh, you know, Brock Lesnar kind of being the thorn in his side in the fall edge, uh, you know, that, that really respectable match over at Money in the Bank um, as well. And, you know, Kevin Owens, you know, handcuffed tobacco and all, but uh, – Bloodline, very fun to watch. Paul Heyman, is he in? Is he out? Of course he's in. Uh, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, enough, honestly, the only tolerable <laughs> thing to watch on Fridays. Uh, my number four goes to great own Stronghearts. They were all over last year being in all Japan, hitting a lot of the lower indies. They did, they, they did a lot of great stuff. And, and as I say, great. They really helped elevate that company. Lindemann, T-Hawk, Issei Onosuke, uh, Shima, obviously, just just a tremendous faction. Everywhere they go, they've been good. And after showing up at the Dome for New Japan, everybody is begging that we see them show up in New Japan. And they kind of did in 2022. Yeah. 
which is really awesome. My number four, um, I mean, it's crazy, um, but it's a way to time. Like, it's just amazing. Oh, yeah. Uh, watching, uh, you know, kind of them take in, you know, Starlight Kid and, you know, kind of uh, Fukigi and Death, um, you know, essentially kind of went the same way. She was a happy clown and then, you know, she had to go to a little die, and now she's just a baller uh, character in awesome makeup and kind of shows that personality a little bit more, a little bit more real. Uh, and, again, the inclusion of Momo Watanabe now uh, just kind of throws it all over the place but makes them a complete unit and just kind of fun to watch this uh, evolution of a little tie uh, in 2021 uh, is going to be big things for them, uh, I believe, this year. That's awesome. That's that's a that's, I like it. Um, my number three was Stardom's Dona Del Mondo. Ooh. Uh, I mean, everything they do is good. You know, they they add people. You know, Julia takes a step back so Siori can do things, but then Siori and, and Julia form uh, Lavello. Um, uh, <laughs> excuse me, uh, Alto Lavello Caballeron. And, and decide they're just going to run the tag division series, running the the singles division. Natsupoi comes in and was like, "Hey, I want to be a part of this." He set out Mika and uh, Himika. Yeah. They, okay. they had Sekla and uh, Marai uh, Miyumi. I mean, just Donna Del Mundo is just on a different stratosphere in that company. No. Hundred percent agree. Uh, my number uh, three, Masquerade. Uh, again, yeah. is a, a spinning, fantastic unit in Dragon Gate there with Champ um, Shun Skywalker and Tag Champs Kota Minora and Jason Lee uh, La Estrella, and of course uh, <clears throat> Q Sounder, and of course. Oh, hold on! I'm, I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. I'm almost. I'm almost there. Son of a bitch. Oh, where did it go? La Estrella, and of course. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, there, there it is. Dragon Daya! <laughs> I thought it was under there. I thought it was at the bottom, but it wasn't. I was like, shit, shit. Oh, man. But and no, I was, I was uh, leaning back like a, uh, like a Fat Joe song and, and not near the soundboard, so that didn't help. <laughs> Uh, but yes, before the breakup here at the end of the year, uh, they definitely were a awesome fashion to watch, um, and that's why they're my number three. Uh, my number two because I am obsessed with Aussie Open along with Jeff Cobb and Will Osprey and the Great yeah. and I like Aaron Hanara. He's pretty tight. I'm going to United Empire. We've spoke praises about Osprey and company. Uh, Aussie Open, just a tremendous team. Cannot wait till they can go to New Japan regularly. But yeah, United Empire, my number two. Would have been number one, but there was another another unit that uh, said, you're going to back the fuck up, and they listened because they're <laughs> not stupid. Uh, they're probably my number two, and that is Congo. Uh, <laughs> because they that, that mentality that Ryan just said, uh, they they love competition, as we saw stablemates uh, Kiyomiya and uh, Nakajima go at it uh, in a hell of a steel cage match. Uh, but also, you know, just kind of Kano being that leader that he is uh, invading New Japan, uh, but also getting into, uh, you know, the crazy Pumpkin tournament Shingo. match with Kiyomiya. 
And uh, no, yeah. she's going to get the fuck off my apron. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes like, yeah, I'm just going to go over here now. <laughs> you know, baby. Let's go. Uh, yeah, I mean, let's, my number two. Let's go, Kano. Kago's number one for me. I, there's nobody I can put above them. Uh, when, you, when you have when you have argued with the best wrestler in the world in Katsuka Nakajima, and you have Kano, uh, you know, they're tag champs, heavyweight champ, national champ. They're they're dominating in DDT. They're in New Japan. They're in NOAA. Yeah. I mean, I, there's there's no there's no argument for me that anybody can top that. Kago, number one, hands down. Uh, my number one, R.E.D. Uh, Ooh, that's you know, nice, <laughs> Champions, you know, kind of all over, uh, you know, to, you know, kind of changing of the guard, if you will, with Iwa Watanabe. Uh, I guess that was this year, but, um, or 2022. But, uh, but no, uh, you know, R.E.D., you know, kind of B.B. Hulk and Kai having fun uh, teaming up here after being mortal enemies and just, you know, having fun again, um, you know, kind of at the stage of their careers. Um, and again, Aita, you know, kind of making treks to Noah uh, didn't matter because, you know, Kaito Rashida and, you know, just everyone was taking their part. Um, Iwan Nabi, you know, kind of getting in that tournament, uh, you know, over the summer. Fortunately, they didn't get any wins, but uh, again, he got the last laugh. Uh, you know, especially as the new leader of uh, what did you say, Gen Z, Braddy Z, Zen Z Brats, Z Brats. But besides that, like uh, Braddy, uh, <laughs> Red is uh, is my number they one. They look like faction, the, rest the unit logo. of the year. Maybe we'll get their track suits. <laughs> Hell yeah! There you go. Um, we have two small categories before we get to the big five that everybody's waiting for, but I'm excited for these because these are kind of fun. Uh, most improved year over last. Um, my number five is somebody who I believe I had it like one or two last year. I couldn't find my list, but his year over year was still so good that I, I had to still add. It was like Steph Curry when people are like, he's going to win the MVP and most improved in the same year after winning the MVP <laughs> the year before. Like, they're like, he will win yeah. the Back-to-back MVPs and most improved when he was already an MVP because of how good of an um, upswing went. But uh, my number f- number five, former Big Japan uh, strong champion, Takuya Nomura, he had just a hell of a year. He got the, he won the strap, and I wish he would have held it longer. But he finished the year on his champion. He just – he – you know, I, like I said, I believe I had him on here before, but he went on another level this year, and – and I had to – there's no way I could feasibly not add Sakuya Nomura on here. Oh, I love it. Um, God, great pick. Uh, speaking of someone that could probably go pound to pound with him, though, uh, Jay Cargo uh, just having a, a phenomenal year, building up her brand, her character. Yes, oh, even yeah. with uh, Art Mark there, uh, you know, just I, I see improvements, and that's all that we can really ask, uh, you know, and, and just think a year or two down the line. A superstar, definitely, for just in the landscape of wrestling. Uh, but, no, definitely improved from when we saw, like I said, with that Brandy Rhodes promo uh, till today as a TBS uh, women's champion. Uh, Jay Cargill, my number five. Uh, my had a good number four. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, my number four goes to a guy who made me actually care about a ladder match a couple weeks ago again. Um, this guy is doing it all on YouTube on top of it. He just, he gets it. 
He figured it out, and he is becoming one of the biggest stars in wrestling. Uh, my number four, Alex, Sammy Guevara, Spanish God. Nice. He's just he's just tremendous. He That's a breakout star for sure, my God. Uh, he's finally broke that, that ceiling of, you know, just not that mid-carter or, you know, just a flashy wrestler. He's a guy. Like, he gets a pop. It's uh, crazy. And he got the girl. So it all works out. Uh, my number four, uh, Dante Martin, uh, you know, of course, of AEW, uh, is definitely a, a superstar. Again, we're talking about MJF and Maxwell mm. or uh, Fury a little early on. Uh, Dante Martin, when he once he kind of works on that, you know, character, uh, that connection to the audience, uh, that guy's got baby face all over the place until he pulls a star-like kid, of course. Uh, <laughs> no, but... Um, no, Dante Martin uh, definitely is that uh, most improved over year over year. Again, you know, can definitely use a little bit of work uh, promo wise, but again, the the guy's like nineteen twenty. Oh. So when, uh, when he, he was got, on Hell Dorado, I thought he was not good. Like when I watched him at MAW, I was like, this guy is sloppy as shit. Yeah. And now I'm like, well, he damn, he got better. And yeah. I'm telling you, man, his brother I think is better too. Ooh, hopefully like, he gets Darius back soon. Better. Yeah, hopefully. Because, I mean, Airwolf, you know, I worked a couple of shows with him, and I, I thought he was I, – I was watching through the curtain type shit. I'm like, man, this dude's really good. This dude gets it. Yeah. Uh, my number three is somebody I actually think, now that I talk about it, I had last year as my breakout, one of my breakouts, I believe, but I could be wrong. Uh, but uh, R.E.D.'s Diamante. This was a guy we used to dread watching, and now it's like a blessing when he's on TV. Oh, I yeah. just I, I I and he the way he transformed his physique on top of it, he got that Ben K. Loon vibe from me. <laughs> I, he he just looks great. I hope he moves smoother it, in the ring. He's he's more oh confident. Every time it's him and, and La Estrella, I'm like, thank you, God. I appreciate this. Um, <laughs> Diamante, he's, he has become somebody that I, I did, who's, he was, he was skippable to now he's must watch for me every time he's on TV. I'm yeah. all about Diamante. He is my number three. He's the uh, prototype of your, uh, of what a big man, a modern big man is in professional wrestling. And he's only going to get better. He's my number three as well. Who's your number two? Hello? 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 Oh. Did you do your number three? Yeah. No, I I just had a little more, but Diamante was my number three. (laughs) I I really quick went and filled my water cup, and I didn't hear any talking. You know, oh, shit, he got kicked. Because I was like, I don't don't want to stop. Like, I didn't want to take a break or anything, but I was like, I'll I'll run in between there and... uh, and, uh, do that. <laughs> I know. I was like the one time I go two seconds instead of three minutes. I'm like, oh. <laughs> uh, my number two is somebody who I brought That's up. That's funny as hell. <laughs> yeah, it was, and it was one of those things where I was like, I wasn't even going to text you. I was just like, I'm going to be so quick that it won't matter. And then, of course, I'd fail. Um, <laughs> no. My number two, somebody who I, I already had brought up um, when I mentioned my baby face of the year. But this this woman was somebody who wasn't 
you know, was was getting a decent little run, but but was kind of she was getting put into matches where she just couldn't win. Um, and they finally pulled the trigger on her, and everything was fantastic. Uh, my number two, Saya Kamatani. I've already kind of spoke my piece on her. I just I think she is a gem, and I would have mm-hmm. had her as my number one if it wasn't for another woman. But man, Saya Kamatani, all damn her match with Tam Nakano was so great in December. My number uh, two, um, his wrestling's kind of always been there. It was just his charisma that was missing, and that's Jake Lee, uh, All Japan, uh, finally getting the uh, the the trap that's here, awesome. strap here. Um, but yeah, it just took you know kind of the click and uh, you know kind of him creating uh, uh, his his new gimmicks. Uh, what are they called? Moonlight Jam or <laughs> Moonlight Jam? They're called Total Eclipse. Twist of the heart. Uh, is the balls to create his own faction. Uh, unfortunately, an orbital uh, freak accident. What they call Causes him to relinquish the belt. Hell, but I'm sure he'll no. be back. And uh, Jake Lee, all Japan, my number two. Bro, I'm choking. He's like, they started the fact. Shout out to KQRS. Holy Bernard, shit. Yeah. Man, you are too tight for your own good sometimes, Alex. I just want <laughs> you to know that. Moonlight <laughs> like Jam. Um, and my number one most improved year ever last, I went with the DMD Britt Baker. Um, she, like I said, Sai Kabatani, if it wasn't for Britt Baker, with the way that she helped mold and transform that AEW women's division, would have been my number one. But you can't deny Britt Baker how great she was. And... And, I mean, the sky's all, you know, there's only the future ahead. You know, like, she's going to be. Oh, yeah. Look, she, you're going to, when you see where she, if she finishes on my women's list, you're immediately, you should immediately go, oh, she's there because of this and this. Like, so, like, Ooh. you'll see how how high I actually, like, thought of her this year. But just just a tremendous wow. year. She she broke out, her and Thunder Rosa. I mean, yeah. she was just tremendous. You know, you, you go back and look at when we saw her at All In, and, and now, you know, she was the weird one out. You know, I believe she took the fall of Tessa, and then now she is on top of the world. Again, she's in that four-pillar talk. Uh, wow, that's, that's wild. My number one, again, wrestling has always been there. He's, he got glowing reviews um, as a uh, ref road champion. Uh, but the great Ocon, uh Hell first it was yeah. a little wacky, at, um, but it kind of grew on me. And then his wrestling, uh, it seemed like he got a little bit more fit. Um, and uh, his his yelling like uh, was more appeasing each time. Um, and I love the fuse that he, him and Osprey have with the old heads um, in Nakajima and, and Nakajima, uh, uh, Kojima and um, uh, why can't I think his name? Thank you, Tenzan. Uh, just, just wonderful stuff. And again, United Empire, as Ryan stated, uh, one of the best faction in all of pro wrestling. And uh, Great Khan has definitely something to do with it, and that's why he's my number one. I would also like to say I greatly appreciate his screaming over fucking Daichi Hashimoto. Yeah. We used to, we used to talk about Daichi when he remember, remember when he was in the carnival and he got stretched and he's like, Aah! oh yeah. But he had that stupid blonde. Oh God, 
Talk about wasted. Your dad is Shinya Hashimoto, bro. What are you doing screaming? Anyway, <laughs> our last minor category before we get to our big five. Breakout star of the year. This was where we had said it. they need to be a under three year or less pro. I've been told, Alex, I don't have good answers, and I vetoed it. And I added Natsupoi and Great Okan to it, only to realize I was able to fulfill my criteria that I demanded so all of mine are officially three years and under, Alex. I do not give a hot sure. shit if yours are or not, because I was so wishy-washy on it that I'm at fault here. <laughs> Basically where I'm going here. <laughs> um, but my number five is a guy that I saw back in November of 2019. It was only his fourth professional match. Uh, he worked Eichmann Kuroshio for just half out. Awesome. And I immediately mm-hmm. fell in love with the guy. I said, this dude... And, and this wasn't anyone I really brought up to people because I don't know how to watch Just Tap Out, really. There's some stuff on YouTube, but I feel like this guy, and, and, and now I'm confident enough where I want you to watch him, Alex. I think he's the next Tom Ishii. Like, this is the next Tomohiro Ishii. Oh. Um, I am a fan of him, and it's only a mere bit of time until he leaves Just Tap Out because they're not going to be able to keep him with with how big he's getting. Uh, Takataichi Mania, which is on the New Japan Network. Um, him, he had a great match against uh, T-Hawk and Arata. Um, he had a good match at the end of December against Strong BJ. But my number five is Ryuya Takakura. Um, he's only had 54 matches in his career. Just tap out is his home promotion. But like I said, I don't see him staying there. Uh, Ryuya Takakura is his name once again. Just a... I mean, for 54 matches, this guy is this guy is he's good. He's really good. So, um, his like I said, his fourth match he had was against Eichmann, and it's on YouTube. And for wow. a guy who's only had four matches, he definitely was a lot better than some of the four matches. But that's a, that's the guy. That's that's my my 22 2022 guy. Like back in the day with Royce Chambers and Ben Carter and guys like that, where I had these rando people. Uh, Ryu Yasakakura hmm. is, is the guy that I'm saying is going to he's going to come out of nowhere here and figure this out and and we'll see him a lot more this year but that is my number five I love it my uh, my number five uh, we've, I brought her up it seems like quite a bit but uh, Jay Cargill I think she's definitely that, that oh, future yeah. star that broke out uh, again from the promos to the personality uh, to the appearance she just looks like champion material and guess what she is a champion, and they're spotlighting her and showing, um, you know, kind of her, her best side, if you will. Um, you know, they, they know how to hide uh, some of her uh, some of her things, but, you know, they know the highlights, you know, uh, you know, kind of what makes her uh, good and, and, and must-see. So, yeah, Jay Cargill, my, my number five. Uh, my number four goes to um, a man who – came in and was the odd man out for for a little bit and then something we've already heard earlier today he fell into this group right here (laughs) (laughs) jfk himself jackie funky kamei coming in at number four fantastic man he just figured last year was just on another level Love mm-hmm. me some Jackie fucking command. JFK, baby, coming in at the floor. I love it. Uh, that was my number four. Hey! Um, crazy enough. So, uh, yeah, 
Who's your number three, Ryan? Uh, my number three is a man who not only am I becoming a huge fan of, um, he had his first match in 2015, but then did not wrestle again until 2019. So to me, that that really doesn't count. So uh, being <laughs> he, he technically, in my opinion, debuted September of 2019. He's under three years. Because if he didn't wrestle for four years after his debut, whatever. And that's for a couple, I've never even heard it. It's for a company called Hard Hit. I don't even know what the fuck that is. But another guy who ironically started out in JTO, just tap out. Um, love watching these JTO shows that Taka puts out there. Um, then went on as the big new breed in his debut match in 0-1 August of 2020, defeating Chris Weiss to become the 0-1 world champion. Only to have 0-1 screw up and not figure out how to keep him as just like Riley Chikawakami from Big Japan jump ship to great, and he's part of what might be my 2022 faction of the year and should have been in my feud of the year had it, it lasted longer, um, but he is part of the bulk orchestra, feuding with Stronghearts over in great. Hayato Tamura, uh, wow. just a tremendous, tremendous athlete, 71 matches in his career, but this guy is, I mean, he, he, the bulk orchestra Stronghearts feud is literally like my, my like, I would have made this feud of the year had these other things not lasted so long. But everything he's doing over there, he's in my A block of the, the S1 Grand Prix. Uh, I mean, I am all in on Hayato Tamora. Once again, he, he beat, he beat uh, Chris Weiss in his first match to win the zero zero one championship. He got big wins over uh, Yuko Miyamoto, Chris Weiss, guys like that. Uh, Masato Tanaka in the Fire Festival, which is their G1. Um, he lost in the final to Hartley Jackson, which was okay. Um, had some good stuff with Yuji Okamayashi as a partner against Hideyoshi Kamatani and Taku Okato in that big Big Japan Zero One show a couple years ago. Um, Masato Tanaka was the one who finally beat him for the title in Zero One, but uh, you know. He was the guy that a lot of us thought could resurrect Zero One, and now, as I said, with, uh, with you know, there was a show in May where it was Hayato Tamura and Masato Tanaka, and they worked Shima and Daisuke Sakamoto, which was an incredible oh. match. And after that, two months later, he's now in great with Shima, feuding with his first match in great was against uh, Lindemann. So like Shima immediately <laughs> grabbed him and was like, "Yep." We're stealing you, and we're gonna feud. You're gonna feud with us the whole time, and and wow. that's exactly what happened. Um, yeah, that's just just a, right there he's a great worker. Uh, for for anybody who who wa- wants to watch great, he's been there since their very first version one show in July. Uh, you know, he's doing a hell of a good job in bulk orchestra. Somebody who I've spoke more about tonight than anybody else, but Hayato Tamura is my number three. Awesome. I awesome. wish I, I had gotta, higher, but I couldn't. I got to check him out. Uh, my number three—he's he's the uh, guy in the video been... I showed you for Bulk Orchestra who was flicking his or in the that's the one who was bouncing his pack yep. yep. <laughs> on the screen. <laughs> the blonde hair. I thought I was looking at myself for a second. Um, <laughs> my number uh, three people have been wanting to send for him uh, as he's just leers in the background hey! and uh, boy. Did he get the Warrior Pop uh, just a few matches in, already getting the Goldberg treatment, uh, but uh, doing wonderful homages to his father's work back in the day, of course, his father being the human suplex machine. Taz, with one Z, thank you very much, uh, but Hook 
uh, just encaptures all of our hearts uh, and encaptures all of our wrestling senses. <laughs> and uh, we're all for this, and that's why. He's my number three future star. Um, I will keep these short now as we have 15 minutes left for our last five categories, and I went way too long on Hayato Tamora. Uh, but my number all two right, out, well, somebody you already brought up, is Jade Cargill. Whoa. <laughs> my number two, uh, I mean, I love him because he's he's just a great technical wrestler. He's a throwback to your your Davey Richards, your your Daniel or Brian Danielsons, um, if you will. And guess what? He's a huge Joshi nerd, and he used to play hockey. And you know what? His name is Daniel Garcia, and yeah! he has thrusted into wonderful feuds, uh, you know, on AEW or just singles matchups uh, from your your punks, your Danielsons, to your Kingstons. Uh, and so on and so on. Every, almost every, your Omegas. I want to say him and Omega wrestled. Um, if that was last year or not. But Daniel Garcia is just he's twenty two, twenty three. The sky's the limit. Once this guy, you know, kind of what he needs to develop, just more ring time. That's all he needs, and he's just going to get better and better. And that's why he's my number two. He was one of the ones where I finally got pissed off at this category because I couldn't put him on there because he was a five year pro, and I was like, this category's stupid. And that's when I started five years. That's when I was like, we're changing the category. We're doing it differently. And then I, like I said, that I figured it out with Tamora and uh, Takakawa. <laughs> but I was like, don't kind of pay the mercy out here. Uh, then my number one breakout star of the year. This one was easy for me. I didn't have to think about it twice. SP Kento. SBK, baby. This, this dude, yes. he's, he's a goat, man. He is going to be something for a long time. Oh, my gosh, yes. Sexy boy Kenzo, my number one uh, sexy yeah. boy in his own right, <laughs> part of the lineage. Uh, even God, he's so good. Uh, Bron Breaker, um, he, again, it's just a freak of nature of uh, the ring psychology that he knows, but it doesn't, you know, hurt when your dads are part of the varsity club. Your number one was Bron Breaker. Yes, yeah, Bron Breaker is my number one. Your number one was not SB Kenzo. No. Damn, that's okay though. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get loud. Because I thought he was 2020. Again, timeline craziness. But I guess that's yeah, three he, years. Yeah. It's okay. Oh. Well, that's the My number three. That's okay. I'm just giving you shit. I'm just more like, what? Um, no, but Brown Breaker, I mean, think of Star. That guy's going to be main event in WrestleMania. That guy's got. You know, the look, he's he's in a thing right now with Dolph Ziggler. I'd watch that match because Ziggler's going to make him look like a kajillion dollars. <laughs> uh, so I, I think couldn't... it's just going to be. Sorry, what? what? My fault. No, no, I just think, he's, you know, he has tremendous upside. Um, and that guy's going to be, like I said, your, your main event, your Roman Reigns foil, if you will, uh, if they build it right. Uh, not, not yet. But, I mean, that guy, uh, he, he's going to draw houses. Uh, and again, he's severe. He's crazy young. Um, I'm not saying you need to sign your name if you ever do. Um, I think people are over that. But damn, wouldn't it be awesome if uh, he's joined by his dad and his uncle just randomly uh, at, at one moment and everyone gets their shine? And uh, yeah, that would just be crazy. <laughs> he's uh, yeah. I, I just see just future stars, just him. And I feel like an asshole because Austin's here. I know he's been wrestling forever. It seems like. Uh, but I'd say in the mainstream eyes, he's definitely been, you know, kind of more 
more seen this year more than any. You know, of course, you're evolved heads and whatnot. You're into you guys. But, um, but yeah, no, he, he's definitely that guy. So, uh, Alex, we have 11 minutes left for our last five categories. Um, are we just, do you want to just speed through them or how do you want to do it? Or, like, can we find ourselves? We're going to speed through five tremendous categories? Yeah, so I'm saying, did we fuck ourselves? Do we stop and we, we do part two on Thursday or something? Yeah, I'm down with that. Okay. Because I'm like, do we really want to try to do show of the year, match of the year, tag team of the year, woman and man of the year in 11, in 10 minutes? Like, that sucks. Yeah. I actually have notes and... uh I don't have a fifth show for my show of the year, so yeah, we'll definitely have to have a part two. So I, so I have done. ten shows uh, on there. Uh, we don't, you don't need to have ten, but I had ten shows on mine. I, I have shows because we could do five if you don't want to do ten in parentheses. <laughs> I have on my paper what I sent you, and then if I add, oh yeah, no, I'm looking there. at it. I'm looking at it. That's funny. Uh, yeah, we will definitely be back. It'll be a lot of fun. We'll we'll get the the five heavy hitters, and uh, we'll see if Shane McMahon is uh, all elite. And uh, I'm oh, sure yeah. we'll talk about the new free agent signing that we'll see on Dynamite tomorrow night. Um, so Thursday, I I close normally, but um, I mean nine nine o'clock, nine thirty, ten, whatever works for you. I'm all free. Perfect. Perfect. So um, let, ooh, let me know what time see. works best for you, and then I will just make it work. It's totally fine. We'll figure it out. And uh, thank you for joining us tonight at WrestleCast Radio. Don't forget, if you want to get those New Year gains, you need some uh, help with your sleep, you want a tremendous energy drink, zero uh, uh, to no sugar. Uh, if you just want to look like the GOAT to technical legend Ryan Cook as he got his first REPP Sports, repsports.com purchase uh, as he's getting ready for a wonderful spring, especially uh, if he goes to Vegas to uh, cover the uh, – well, we'll get to that later. Uh, but uh, REPPsports.com, <laughs> repsports.com, use promo code WrestleCast and save 15%. Uh, and use like Sezzle, their payment plan. You don't have to pay all at once. And they've got a great order, and guess what? Four times, I got to pay 42 bucks. It's amazing. Uh, so really cool deals. Uh, awesome giveaways they actually have. I just got a, a $50 value for free, uh, which I took nice. to race supplement, which is really nice. I got a cool duffel bag, shirts, uh, tumblers, you know, what have you. So, yeah, I need some uh, free swag now, Rep Sports. But uh, repsports.com. <laughs> also, uh, prowrestlingtees.com forward slash WrestleCast. Again, Wrestle, C-A-S-T. Um, and, and we have nine different designs, you know, and also some pro wrestling summit, uh, items as well, uh, which you can watch every Friday night, 10 PM central standard time, twitch.tv forward slash WrestleCast radio. And what else do we got for the gamers, uh, that kind of follow you on Twitch or, you know, kind of want to, you know, game themselves. Um, next Monday, uh, spe- uh, Valentine's day, we'll be spending Valentine's day. If you want with me, uh, 9 PM, the stream will start. Dynasty Warriors 9 Empires drops. So my Valentine's Day will be me and my Xbox. If y'all want to join me, we'll be having a lot of fun. Otherwise, as he mentioned, the Summit every Friday at 10 o'clock. But I'm excited to really kick it with some Dynasty Warriors and have some fun uh, playing that because that's one of my favorite things ever. 
Uh, Alex, and what I do you think you, while you're playing Pro Wrestling a, Summit? And a little bit of that Rogue Energy. Hit up RogueEnergy.com. Yeah. Promo cast WrestleCast. 10% off that order, baby. Get yourself some yeah. of that, uh, that focus. Um, and and it's, it's not the crash-type caffeine, which is really good, too. So make sure to get some of that in you, man. You need it if you're a gamer. Come game with me. I'm having a lot of fun with this. Um, also, Alex, I sent you uh, the Ryuya Takakawa versus Eichmann match, and I also sent you the link for that uh, high-stakes show as well. Oh, Nice. So maybe nice. that's something nice. too we could even chat. We could chat. To, you know, if you get if you get around to it before Thursday, um, even if not the whole show, but uh, Will Osprey, Michael Oku apparently said, "Hold our beer, we're having the match of the year." I'm going to watch it right now, uh, but maybe we could chat that as well on Thursday. But awesome. double header this week coming back at you. It's sandwiched in between us tonight and Thursday, uh, tomorrow 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Uh, Sportscast Radio. Myself, Nick Hagberg, coming at you with our NBA trade deadline uh, special. As of right now, we have writers from the Lakers, Sixers, Cavs, Knicks, and Timberwolves all going to join us in that two-hour awesome. span to talk the deadline. So a lot of fun coming uh, coming that way as well. Can't wait. Are the Bulls going to do anything, or are we going to keep our squad the way it is since, you know, we tight? I don't to do anything. Maybe I'll try to sneak in a Bulls collar, too. Maybe I'll try to sneak that in just for you. See, but like I told that'll, you, be Bulls, that'll be the yeah. reporter's name. like, no, we ain't need shit. And then they can <laughs> Look, y'all got Lonzo and Alex Caruso, man. I told you, they're game changers. DeMar DeRozan yeah. showing up, man. Like, I'll leave I mean, Pro on the Ball Brothers, man. They they are doing some cool things, man, whether here or international. They are, they are very good. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. Man, I, I had a hell of a good time tonight, man. It was so fun. We, You know, look, we even tried to start two. earlier so we could only do two hours. We said, we're only doing two. That's bullshit. never happens. Hey, um, what we do? Hey, we have to talk about Kento Miyahara. Very important. Yeah, we did. We, you know, we'll see if there's ever legs to that. You never know. But we'll be back yeah. tomorrow night, 5 o'clock, sportscast. Thursday night, 9, 9.30, 10 o'clock, something like that, WrestleCast. Friday night, come check me out on Twitch for Pro Wrestling Summit. Uh, we got we got shit happening all the time. Next Monday, we're coming in with uh, another stream. And I might even try to sneak in on Saturday night a special sportscast with a Rams and Bengals writer and try to do a quick Super Bowl preview for y'all. So. We got a lot of shit going on, man. I'm excited, man. I'm having fun. Sport, strong style, man. If you're not on board, you better get on because we're taking off in 2022. Get on there with us if you want to be smart. Alex, yeah, always, always a blessing and appreciative to have you, man. And um, yes, yes. I think the best way to lead us out is with this man. We'll see y'all. Hi, everyone. This is William Hung from American Idol, and you're listening to the WrestleCast Radio. And here's a special song for you. She bangs, she bangs, oh baby, but she moves, she moves. I go crazy cause she loves like a flower, but she stings like a bee. And every girl in history, you bang.